Full credit to the boys is brought to you using quality microphones and interfaces from Rode Microphones. Australian owned and operated, Rode products are world-class audio equipment. If you're creating a podcast or making music, you need Rode on your side. Rode Microphones, exclusive audio sponsor of Full Credit to the Boys. This week on Full Credit to the Boys, Ned Philanders finally chooses his favourite son. We review NRL Round 6 2013. And the great Yvonne Sampson swings by. Welcome to Full Credit to the Boys. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Full Credit to the Boys live from the Craig Gower Quarantine Studios. You can find us on Twitter at FCTTB underscore podcast, Instagram, FCTTB podcast, all one word. You can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at former underscore legend or search the hashtag massive social influencer. Or you can find the bloke to my right on Twitter at Sid Punts, all one word. He's a man who this week reopened the Oatly wet markets. He told PM Scott Morrison that the FCTTB app will be able to track all Australians. And tonight he's wearing yoga pants and a crop top. Welcome, Sid. Yeah, thank you very much, former. Hello, Australia. Hello, world. Yes, the Oatly wet markets are <laughs> reopened and I may have a new employee. Todd Greenberg, he's a local. <laughs> he's not he's, doing anything now. Except he's holed up. He's holed up he's in his house. He's up in his house drinking a beer. It's a scandal. But uh, I've had a busy week, former. I don't know if you saw the article this week where out-of-work sports commentator from America, Joe Buck. All one word. That's his real name. It's <laughs> not slang. slang. He Joe. offered to commentate anyone's home videos using his distinct voice as he's out of work. There's no sport. So in light of that... One of your favourite sites, My Free Cams, has, what a site. <laughs> has offered Joe Buck $1 million to narrate porn for the visually impaired. <laughs> they're, they're people too, former. <laughs> they need to get the full experience of porn. So they offered Joe Buck a $1 million. You'd take that, surely. Well, he's not doing anything else. Well, why, why wouldn't you? And I mean, if it's... If it's open access too, he, he must be given full open access, surely. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, there's different levels. Don't worry about that, oh, my right. friend. <laughs> okay. But it got me thinking. So I've been very busy during the week. Uh, a good friend of yours and mine, uh, one of the great broadcasters in Australia, I got in touch with him and asked him if he wanted to narrate a porn. And uh, shall I play the results? Sure. Here it is. Par excellence, I am the best. I'm the Muhammad Ali of TUE. Alan Jones commentates porn. Let's go. Whoa, what's going on? My mum's out for a few hours. This script's a little longer than I would like. Do you want to fuck? You're having a fuck on a rolling bed, that's what it's about. That's why it's exciting. I won't tell her, don't worry. How does this happen? Mm, promise, it could just be our little secret. Now don't fuck that bloody thing. <laughs> you like that? You like how I stroke your cock? God. Mm, looks like you're doing fuck your cock me dead. harder and harder. What's that poking up at me like a broken penis? I've been watching you and I, I just... Fuck me dead. I keep touching myself at night. Put your hands above the table, right? Oh, 
hot prick to the throat. I'm gonna get it down. <laughs> oh, no, <my. laughs> How do they do it? Stick in the penis. Oh, oh, oh my fucking god. Oh, mate, can you just hang on? Oh, oh. shit. Oh, oh shit. fuck this. Oh, Jesus, god. I oh, hope someone god. understands how fucking irritated I am by this. And then I'm not, I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing this again. He'll do it again. We appreciate him doing it this one time anyway. Well, I've got a plan for later on this week, Sid, so we'll announce it here on the top of the show. Our guest for tonight is already on board this plan. Yes. Uh, This comes off the back of during the week there was National Horny Day or International Jizz Day or whatever the hell it was. Surely they're just making up days now. This is ridiculous. So I messaged you. I said, are you seeing this? This is bullshit. So... What we've decided is I didn't this... answer your call because I was horny. <laughs> yeah, that's I was busy. Right. Uh, so this week we're going to, on this Friday, we're going to invent an international day, but we're going to carry on as if it's been going for years. Yes. Uh, the hashtag will be hashtag what are you wearing day. Yep. Um, <laughs> and we, you know, also put an international at the front of it if you really want to, but either it's a bit what, wordy. Hashtag international what are you wearing day or hashtag what are you wearing day. Uh, all the creditors are invited to jump on board. And we're just going to tweet it out uh, in these coronavirus unprecedented times. Start on Friday morning. Everyone starts Friday morning. That's right. We're going to bombard Twitter. So we want it to – eventually our plan is to get uh, what are you wearing day to hash to – sorry, to trend, the hashtag. Yes. Um, and an even greater victory is if other countries if jump so, on board uh, and start tweeting internationally. Out. Jumps on it, yeah, that'd be fantastic. If you want to put a photo of yourself and you happen to be wearing uh, some full credit of the boys merchandise, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. By all means, go ahead. But, but uh, otherwise, just just, just simply write, put in, yeah, write down. Oh, I'm wearing me pajamas since I'm locked in because hashtag coronavirus hashtag What are you wearing day? Yep. But let's get this happening. It's a practical joke on the world. It's You're one of my invited. favorite days of the year. What are you wearing day? <laughs> I've always said that since just now. Outside of hashtag International Coffee Day and <laughs> hashtag Australian Ant Day. <laughs> That's rubbish, that one. <laughs> They're all good days. But, uh, yeah, hashtag what are you wearing day. Get on board this Friday. I'm going to kick it off nice and early. Uh, we'll and see Vonnie's we... on board. Vonnie's on board already, so we'll see if we can't get it uh, happening. This is Brian Henderson. I'm Alan Jones. I'm B.B. Chin. This is Kent Brockman. I'm on Burgundy. The stories that will hit the headlines tomorrow. Just show me some white man magic. I know, that was awesome, <laughs> eh? How do you figure that out during the week? Um, that sample came in a little bit hot, but I fixed it. Our first uh, story comes from the Bathurst Bugle. Uh-huh. Uh, nearly 400 women have joined a new British dating site in just one week. 400. Not, not, a, not an avalanche, you'd have to say. But yeah, anyway, but it's a start. Um, David Minns, founder of Big One Dating, yeah. says, we have introduced a not big enough report button for his Big One Dating site. Yep. And Big One Dating said there's a new site for blokes with clearly bullshit-sized uh, bed buttons. Yeah. He said the average uh, member, that's right, member, uh, has to be eight inches, but the biggest claims to be 11 inches. Yeah, I know, Dave. He called me during the week. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. 11 inches. I mean, where are they measuring that from? The back of your asshole or something? <laughs> <laughs> the latest recruits include 391 <laughs> women and 833 men. Don't like those odds. Uh, size matters most for women in Sheffield, apparently, where 38% of the total joining were females. See, this story seems oddly familiar, but somebody's <laughs> brought out an app for fellas with tiny schlongs. That's right. Now we're going the opposite end. I was just didn't make it, didn't fall over the line on that yeah, one either. Unfortunately, uh, you were cut from both these apps. <laughs> in cut, <laughs> the cruelest cut of all. Uh, in 
Coventry, there was 36% of the joiners were women in Leeds, 34%. It fell down to 29% of women joining in in London, 26% in Liverpool and 90% in Cardiff. What about in Bath, where Hannah McArdle's from? (laughs) Well, I think that's uh, 100%. Um, (laughs) Cardiff, where they clearly like a more honest-sized trouser trunch in Sydney. (laughs) And you get to receive any word on how many male members are joining up in Japan, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking not many. Um, men have said to be have to be over a global five and a half inches uh, average to join. Mr. Min says it does seem size matters for some ladies at least. He added, during lockdown, we insist members size each other up and only start dating when it's safe. Now, uh, I'm here to announce that I'd like to encourage uh, people to join my new social media platform, okay, where men are encouraged to put up uh, uh, penis shots. Um, I call it Tic Tac, uh, <laughs> and it goes live this week. Why are you so keen on getting a whole bunch of men to send you dick pics? <laughs> I just want to be surrounded by fellow men of fellow sizes. I'll tell you how this um, happened. You came up with a cool name, Tic Tac, <laughs> and then thought, how can I monetize that? Uh, now, research, Sid, I just did some research around... Uh, Celebs with massive sex weapons. Yeah. Steve Tyler has a nine-incher and apparently four around. Big lips <laughs> yes, as well. Yes, that's right. He's got everything. Maradona apparently wore his dick size on the back of his jersey with a big 10. Really? Um, Daniel, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't pick him? No. Daniel Craig uh, apparently is a double O eleven, 11 if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do know. Peter Andre... Uh, has a real funky junkie. Wow. All reports. Good for him. Tommy Lee. He was a good-looking rooster back in the day, let's be honest, Peter Andre. Still is, in my in my opinion. Yeah, good. Tommy Lee, obviously, oh, uh, famous. used his bell end to sound the horn on a boat. And, of course, <laughs> uh, apparently political commentator Andrew Bolt, who apparently is a massive cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I was, uh, I was actually extremely flattered when I was asked to be one of the founding Australian members, literally, on <laughs> yes. this site. Uh, Richard Wilkins and I are the first two from Australia. Now, I've got to be honest, whilst mine isn't quite 12 inches, it does often smell like a foot. <laughs> oh, no. He <laughs> looked at me all puzzled then. This comes from then the... Then he looked um, down at me groin. This story comes from the... It explains a few stenches coming inside this... Uh, uh, studio. Um, this comes from the Windsor Advertiser. Why crying after sex is nothing to be ashamed of and may in fact be a compliment, Sid. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be a compliment, <laughs> but anyway. Jeez, I'm just full of compliments, Sid. <laughs> uh, even if you pride... Nothing but compliments you've ever had, former. <laughs> even if you pride yourself on stiff upper lip above all else, there's probably a situation or stimulus which may elicit a little cry. There's no shame in it, plus crying can be amazingly cathartic. Uh, psychic tears triggered by an emotional response uh, do in fact contain a painkiller. Uh, we just cry in response for anything. Films, songs, stories, puppies, and even sex in. Well, I was, I was with you until then, but go on. <laughs> Not sex with puppies, but uh, someone having a post-coital sob fest in your arms may seem like an ego bruiser, but it's not necessarily because it was a subpar experience. Now, speaking to the advertiser, um, psychosexual therapist Denise Knowles uh, explained why you could, oh, sorry, why you might sometimes have to pass your bedfellow the tissues. Or a towel. <laughs> that's right. Well, there's a bloke who's been known to 
cry after sex, Sid. Yeah. Can I just say that in uh, in case, uh, sorry, in my case, the reason I openly sobbed is because I knew it'd be another six months before we'd do it again. Um, <laughs> when you have sex, there is only you, tears, and <laughs> tissues. Well, I was going to say, I remember one time on the on an end of season footy trip, Sid, in uh, Thailand. Yeah. I just started crying during sex, during sex. But, you know, you get used to it if the ladyboys are caring, lover. Um, for many, though, the... It's a true story, sadly. People cry when they have orgasmed because uh, when the sex comes to an end, that sorry, signifies a sense of close, closeness, uh, happiness and contentment. Closeness, I should say. Yeah, you always trip over the word orgasm. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, look I, it up. I feel like I'm supposed to look over both my shoulders and my mums are in before I say that. Um, or in your case, the father. Um, I, like, I like how you said closeness rather than closeness. Closeness, yeah. yeah it's a Freudian slip. Uh, Denise continues, it's not so much about it being sad tears, it's just about feeling like we've been really close and I'm sad that it's all over. The concern is when I'm... When am I ever going to be this close to another partner again? I mean, I've asked that many times. Yeah. I'm comfortable with the crying after sex, Sid, but okay. what about the laughing when you first pull your pants down? <laughs> What's that all about? Well, I've got to be honest. I cried my first time. It was a summer romance. We did the deed after school footy training, but sadly, after it, we lost contact as he was moved to another <laughs> parish soon after that. Well, I've noticed uh, lately I've actually started crying during solo sex. <laughs> But I think that's money because I'm worried about I'm running out of new content on Pornhub. <laughs> You've clocked it. F-C-T-T-V. Uh, this next story comes from the Melbourne Marvel. Uh, stimulus checks are being spent on dildos, tigers, guns and stripper poles. Not by the same person. I'm As they it. should. Uh, stimulus checks are being funded. Uh, sorry, are funding a national pandemic of impulse buys in the USA. Americans... Uh, began receiving the first batch of coronavirus relief checks this week, and now many are t- taking to social media to brag about their assortment of purchases, <laughs> both strange and savvy. Uh, they've already made with them. While many of them are using the emergency cash to pay bills, uh, boring, boo, for necessities and food, boring. Uh, others are putting the money towards wild splurges. Good. Yay! Among the more trivial items people have reportedly used the extra money on. Is an inflatable dinosaur costume. <laughs> That's great. Although the buyer argues that the $35 get-up was totally worth it. I should have a good use for it. Plus, um, for that price, I should have bought two, he says. Absolutely. You're mad if you don't. Another uh, a lady said, fuck it, I'm buying a stripper pole with my stimulus check. We have, yeah, to in- have to invest in our future. Uh, some are jokingly panning, oh, sorry, planning to team up so they can use their economic impact statements to buy a pay, baby tiger. Uh, clever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of, one, someone tweeted out, hear me out, who wants to combine their stimulus checks with me so we can buy a tiger and we can become a new tiger king? Yep. Um, it's hard to argue that a canopied bed is ever essential. Well, but one mum bought a princess-themed bed for her kid. Boring. The same argument goes for a woman who used her check to buy a high-end sex toy. Now we're talking. Although she concedes she bought the, the stimulator only after paying off a credit card. One hobbyist burning through the, the check indulged in paintball equipment. <laughs> <laughs> These are wise choices. <laughs> Very wise. Uh, while another caved and bought a pricey pair of Yeezy shoes. That's probably what you would do. I think that was um, Wayne Bennett. Wanye's. <laughs> <laughs> the big um, Wheezy. Uh, at least one entire stimulus check, uh, possibly additional cash, was went towards a... A uh, Bird One e-scooter, Sid. What are they? No idea. They're worth $1,300 US. Good. 
Uh, others are considering purchasing a specialised insight from celebrities, thinking about buying myself a cameo from Big Ed with his stimulus. Uh, another one spent cash on a warm and cosy coat. There. Uh, others <laughs> opted for more practical decisions. Nah. No. One woman has already spent her entire check on her electrical bill. <laughs> Boring. Uh, with another left. To, sorry, with enough left to buy some tank tops and a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> No need for that shit house paper anymore. Yeah, saving on shit tickets. <laughs> Another woman treated herself to two Walmart stuffed animals <laughs> after paying her water and electricity bills. One woman chose to put part of her check into the stock market. How'd that go for you today, Sid? Yeah, no, good. And, and Bad some, day on the stock market some today. Some of her savings. And another joked about spending uh, spent her money on a house, um, but then went and donated their checks to Feeding America. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, blah, 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 blah. One said, I'm looking at buying, using my stimulus check to purchase another AR-15 and some 30-round magazines. Go, America. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think buying a Tiger is a fantastic idea. We've I'd all, one. We've all been hooked on Tiger King. You said straight away you would love to buy one. You're like, geez, they're cheap. <laughs> but uh, the it's thing is, I mean, yeah, come on. but you think you've got you to feed them. So you've got to get some cheap meats that are expired from your local IGA, which I could do. We could manage that. Or you just chop up your husband, feed it to a tiger. There's ways around it. I reckon a tiger's a great idea. I'm thinking, um, why don't we look for season two and we'll buy some dolphins and be the dolphin kings. <laughs> well, Sid, once again, no footy to look back on last week. So let's get back in the DeLorean and head back in time. NRL 2013 round six, Sid, and we begin on Friday night, a rare Friday night. Brisbane have beat the North Queensland Cowboys 12 points to 10. It was a rare Friday night appearance for the Broncos as they scraped home against Little Brothers, the Cowboys, in a two-point thriller at Daylight Saving Stadium in front of 42,000 slow-witted fans. Uh, it was a three-tries-to-two contest with the Broncos 5'8", Scotty Prince having a shocker with the boot, kicking none from three, making it a lot closer than it probably should have been. Yeah, Scotty Prince was one of uh, five new faces at the Broncos in the off-season, coming back to Brisbane after playing for them in 20, uh, 2001 to 2003. Prior to that, he debuted at the Cowboys. He famously went on to play for the West Tigers, winning a comp. Mm. And dogging us and going better, to play for the Titans. Better times for him, I'd say, in those days. Yeah, between 2007 and 2012. A great career move. Uh, he didn't do it for the money, former. He did it to go to a stronger club at the Gold Coast. And a bigger house. But now he's back at the Broncos. And it wasn't his best game, let's be honest. But geez, he's a good sort. Cowboys <laughs> co-captain, Courageous, uh, Matt Scott, had an enormous game. According to full credit of the boys, backyard stats lab, meet Cleaver Carl and his sickly vegan brother, meet Dodging Darren. The ageless Scott in his 10th season of his career finished with 41 tackles, 188 running metres, a try assist, three line breaks and a tackle bust. Now, despite rumours that 2013 will be the big man's final season, he clearly is in solid form that will surely see him squeeze out a final year in 2014. He's had an amazing career. Matt Scott played his whole career at the Cowboys. Unfortunately, he's never won a premiership. Mm. Here we are in 2013. Hopefully he runs out again next year, but time's running out for the big fella. I don't see it. He may have to seek an opportunity elsewhere at the tail end of his career. Tigers? If he's Well, if he's to taste premiership glory, 
Uh, he is the co-captain up there, but I, I just can't see the Cows getting a premiership with Neil Henry at the helm. No, mate, no, not at all. Uh, despite announcing last month that he'll be leaving the Broncos to go to the Parramatta Eels, Corey Norman is showing great form at fullback. Uh, the Eels look like they have a great buy in Norman, and despite being disappointed that he's leaving early, coach Anthony Griffin is showing maturity by using him in the important fullback role. Unlike Wayne Bennett back in the day when he dropped Justin Hodges to Q Cup when he said he was going to the Roosters. Yeah. Hook is proving to be a bigger man in this saga. Uh, and it's one of the reasons he'll be at Brisbane for years to come and why Wayne Bennett won't be seen at the Broncos again. Yeah, I like Hook. But um, but there's a young bloke that's coming through the ranks up there at North Queensland Cowboys former that I think you should keep an eye on. He's only played 19 matches for the Cows over the past three seasons. Uh, they're already calling him the next Sonny Bill Williams. His name is Va'ai Taumalolo or Jason, they call him. He's of Tongan descent, born in Auckland. So already that makes him eligible for Queensland selection. Don't like the sound of him. No, look out for him. He looks a real gun. Um, the other game on Friday night saw the Sydney Roosters 38 absolutely hammer the dog zero. Flogged them. Uh, it was the first time Sonny Bill Williams faced his former side, the Bulldogs, and he easily went home the winner as the Roosters smashed the Dogs in a six tries to zero pasting in front of 22,500 fans at the football stadium. It was 30 nil in the second half, former. Yeah. Despite a vocal Bulldogs welcoming committee, SBW had the first laugh with a magic cutout ball setting up the first try of the game, and he had the last laugh with a second half double to absolutely demoralise the Dogs faithful. He was just laughing all night. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> This was the fifth game in a row that the Roosters went to halftime without conceding a point in a real sign their defence has really clicked under new coach Trent Robinson. Yeah, look, it's an interesting choice of coach for the Roosters, uh, Trent Robinson. Not a lot is known about the rookie coach, so I did some digging, former. Mm -hmm. He had a distinguished career as a player in the NRL. He played three games for the West Tigers in 2000 and 2001 before moving to the Eels on a big money deal, I believe, in 2002 and playing one further game. He then started coaching firstly in France, then he returned to Australia and was assistant coach at the Knights and the Roosters. His only first grade experience as a coach was the past two seasons over in the Super League when he went back to France with the Catalan Dragons. So it seems to me... A ridiculous coaching appointment. I can't see him being a great success at the Roosters, but I guess they were just desperate to get rid of Brian Smith. Mm. So they're taking a chance on the kid. I don't think it'll work out. Journeyman Roosters halfback James Maloney looks to have finally found a club to call home and was absolutely devastating against the Dogs, according to Fulker at the Boys' Backyard Stats Lab, blood-loving Billy, and his less-threatening brother, puppy-loving Paul. Maloney finished with a try and seven goals to go with 41 tackles, 188 running metres, a try assist, three line breaks and a tackle bust. He was great in this one, Maloney. He's my rough punt for top point scorer this year. He's been a great pickup for the Roosters. They've also picked up Michael Jennings from the Panthers and Sonny Bill Williams. Well, he left on bad terms, didn't he, at the Panthers? Michael Jennings. Yep. Everyone leaves on bad terms at the Panthers. <laughs> But they've also picked up Sonny Bill Williams from the Panasonic Wild Knights in Japanese rugby. Yes. But this I'm a, is... I'm a big Wild Knights fan too, you know that. Yeah, I'm a more a Sapporo <laughs> fan, but, you know, to each their own. Um, but the Roosters, they have lost Braith and Asta, leaving the sinking ship at the Roosters to join the mighty West Tigers. 
but they absolutely... That's a good career move. Oh, you, you want to get off the Roosters and go to the Tigers. They're on the up. But they absolutely demolished the very poor Bulldogs in this one. As I said, 30 unanswered points in the second half. The Doggies look for a, look set for a long season, I reckon. Well, despite the bargain basement signing of uh, the aforementioned Sonny Bill Williams, the Roosters look to be a wonderful combination where a champion team will beat a team of champions. The lineup on Friday night is a, a great illustration of salary cap management as you run through their list of no-names and former greats that have been cobbled together by this wonderful young coach in Trent Robinson. Well, you just, say wonderful. Um, the jury's still out for me. Just listen to the lineup he's got to work with. If they, he can do anything with this lineup, he will be a magician. Uh-huh. Minicello, Tupu, Jennings, Kenny Dow, that's one bloke, Tuavasa Shek, that's just one bloke too, Maloney, Pierce, Waira Hargrave, one mm. bloke, Friend, Moa, Orbison, Sonny Bill Williams, and Cordner. Geez, they sound light on in the forwards and the backs. <laughs> They're going to struggle this year. Light and as I said, coach. with a rookie coach, yeah. recipe for disaster. Good but luck. anyway, good, good luck, luck to them. Um, Newcastle were, did enough to beat the Penrith Panthers eight points to six up there in uh, Newcastle. In a real advertisement for the game, the Knights held out the Panthers by two points in a low-scoring grind in front of 15,000 simpletons up there at Joey John Stadium. It was a try apiece, and the only difference in the uh, teams was a Kurt Gidley penalty goal on the stroke of half-time as the Panthers tried hard but just fell short from surpassing the Knights' 8-0 lead at the break. Yeah, look, this was a low game of footy, let's be honest, and the uh, fifth loss in a row for the Panthers... Their only win of the season being back in round one. And questions need to be asked about the, cru- the recruitment out there at the foot of the mountains. Mm. In the off-season, they released Michael Gordon, Michael Jennings and Luke Lewis. And fans <laughs> were understandably upset. They have bought in, though. I get the Lewis thing, but he's well past his best, you'd imagine. You'd think so. But, you know, he's a... I don't know, it's controversial at the time. These are young juniors that they've let go at Panthers. But anyway... They have brought in Sam Anderson, Tom Humble, and Kyle O'Donnell. Astute signings, I'd say. Some say a masterstroke from the coach out there. Um, But some questions need to be asked as the Panthers have not made the finals in the past two seasons, and I don't think they'll make it again this year. Well, Panthers' tough front rower, Tim Grant, had an almighty game, according to Full Crew, the boys' backyard stats lab, pistol-whipping Warren and his sex dungeon dragon, sex-whipping Wayne. Grant had a mega game that had featured... 41 tackles, 188 running metres, a try assist, three line breaks and a tackle bust. Amazing statistics. He had a great game, the big fella. Uh, He made his origin debut for the Blues last season through injury and he looks like he'll play a lot more rep footy. You mark my words. But one bloke they're missing out there this season, the Panthers, another player they let go, is Arana Tamata. They look stifled in attack under Coach Cleary and Arana Tamata would be just the prescription they need, I reckon, out there. <laughs> Google that one. <laughs> a crazy rumour coming out of this game is the cloud over Penrith's young coach, Ivan Cleary. Mm. Since his abrupt departure from the Warriors to the foot of the mountains, he has won just nine games from 25 starts yep. and has many locals questioning his ability as a top-line coach in the Sydney spotlight. Uh, Panther general manager... Gus Gould has once again reminded critics that of his five-year plan for Penrith and that Cleary has been signed for the long haul. With the backing of his boss, surely that puts the end to all those rumours about where he'll be next year. Mate, their, their attack is horrible, but uh, I was at the Panthers game last week, former, out at Panthers Stadium. 
after the game, I was in the Craig Gower lounge. Yep. And I saw Ivan Cleary, and I thought I'd go and give him some now, advice. Did you see the pig? The pig wasn't there, unfortunately. Mm. Otherwise, I still wouldn't be home. But I, <laughs> but I went up to Ivan, and I, I thought I'd give him some advice because he's not a good attacking coach, let's be honest. No. The whole time I was talking to him, he was yawning. He didn't seem focused. I think he looks tired. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Well, that's an interesting take. Um, uh, Saturday, and the Raiders fell over the line to beat the Warriors 20 points to 16 uh, down there in Canberra. It was a very entertaining game between two teams who play uh, attacking style of footy. It was. It was a good game. And the Raiders eventually finishing over the top of the Warriors to notch their third win of the year. The Raiders scored four tries, including a double to Edric Lee. He's about nine foot tall, that bloke. He is. While He's the got War- good hands on him too. He's great. <laughs> While the Warriors scored three with Manu Vadavai also getting it. Two four-pointers. Uh, the crowd of just over 10,000 were treated to a strong second half by the local team, scoring three of their tries in the second 40 minutes. This was an entertaining game of footy, as you said, from, let's be honest, two numpty teams. Uh, but this was a great game to watch. I love it when the referees just get out of the game mm. and let the footy speak for itself. And that was the case in this one. I'm not sure if you noticed, Adam Devchich and Chris James, two of the best refs we have Up in the NRL. Comes. Yep. And well done, chaps, in this game. Only seven penalties blown all game. Six of those were to the home team, which got them home in, the, in a tight one. Who but their, their, names, they watching their names to watch. Uh, easily the best on ground for the Warriors was N- Nami Lomapi. Pretty sure that's not how you pronounce that, former. The young winger who turned his back on rugby union to play with the Warriors was destructive, according to Full Crew of the Boys Backyard Stats Lab, Samurai Sword S- Sean, <laughs> and his very popular brother, Sword Swallowing Steve. Lomape finished with 41 tackles, 188 running metres, a try assist, three line breaks, and a tackle bust. This kid is a gun. Uh, what's his name? Nagani Lomapi. Lomapi. His full name is actually Koi Nonia Halafungai Lamapai. And uh, he's from Palmerston North. That's in Queensland, if you're asking. And you'll be hearing that name said a lot for me. Not by me. It's too fucking hard. <laughs> but he looks like a great player. One that we've pinched from rugby. Uh, former Panthers coach Matthew Elliott has had a slow start to his new post of the Warriors as his team slumped to their fifth loss in six games. The former coach of the Raiders had a winning percentage of 45% in the nation's capital before heading to Penrith, where he finished with a winning percentage of 43% over four years. Facing his biggest coaching task to date, Elliot is now in charge of a team that are paying $1.50 to collect the wooden spoon. I like Matt Elliot. Mm. He left the Panthers after a rocky relationship with the board there over five seasons, but it was as early as 2008. I think he was in his second year. At a press conference, he famously pulled his tie around his neck like a noose. But now he's away from the Panthers. And after a year out of the game, he's at the Warriors trying to get get that sleeping giant to wake up. And I think he'll do well there, former. Look for them to finish the year strongly. Uh, The second game on Saturday was Melbourne uh, beating the South Sydney Rabbitohs 17 points to 10 out there at Homebush. Um, it was an epic battle against two obvious premiership heavyweights that eventually saw the Storm capitalise on a great first half to hang on to beat the fast-finishing Bunnies in front of 32,000 fans at Cathy Freeman Stadium. It was the first loss of the year for South, but it took an almighty effort from the Storm, who only cemented the win with a late Cooper Croc field goal. The Storm are now undefeated, the only undefeated team in 2013. Yeah, two of the premiership heavyweights, as you say, in this game. 
and the fans were treated to an absolute spectacle. Both these sides will be there at the end of the year. The Bunnies look to have the side to go all the way, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah, someone had to lose. Someone had to have their first loss of the season and the Storm were just a little too good in this one. Now, there are blokes who go about their business every week, Sid, without much fuss. And one of those is the Storm's Ryan Hoffman, who again was strong in this one, according to full credit the boys, Backyard Stats Lab, Shallow Grave Gary, and his tasty brother, Onion Gravy Glenn. Uh, Hoffman finished with the stats of 41 tackles, 188 running meters, a try assist, three line breaks, and a tackle bust. Yeah, Ryan Hoffman is the one that got away from West Tigers. He was a St. Greg's junior in the West Magpies system. He came through the lower grades with Liam Fulton and Bryce Gibbs. I think they won a premiership in the uh, under-23s or whatever it was. Uh, but unfortunately, he was lost to the storm. What a great player he is. He had a season over in Wigan, Wigan two years ago in 2011 due to the storm having to release $8 million worth of players <laughs> to be salary cap compliant. But he's back. And I'm pretty sure he got paid the whole time he was away. But he's a gun of a player, Ryan Hoffman. He'll play 300 games, you mark my words. I don't like to bag coaches on this show. Sure Sid. you do. But um, South Sydney's Michael Maguire, in my opinion, mm. is a bloody hard bloke to like. Why? Oh, well, It's very rare that he takes ownership of a loss. Uh-huh. Uh, instead, he offloads, blames the referees almost every week. And his outright abilities as a head coach were shown up in this one by his former boss, Craig Bellamy, um, who proved to be too clever in the battle of tactics. In his second year now as the boss of the Bunnies, it's hard to see him being in the job for much longer, to be honest. And you can only imagine his next port of call would be a desperate club, probably over in the UK Super League. Yeah, if you don't make it early, you're gone. And this is another bloke, another coach, that was not the best NRL player, but he can coach. Did you know he played 18 NRL games, Madge McGuire? Mm. He played with the Raiders, then the Adelaide Rams, and then back to the Raiders, he played 18 games over seven seasons. What a dud in the 90s. But oh. I, I, I disagree with you. I reckon he can coach. He's intense, but that's what the players like about him, oh, I think. They, yeah, I, not, word is, mate, they don't not like that bloke. What about 18 games over seven seasons? <laughs> he's a trier. <laughs> he just wouldn't give up. He's one of them blokes you have a party and he's still there at three in the morning and you look yeah. at your watch like, is there any chance? I like those guys. Um... <laughs> Manly were far too strong for Cronulla, winning 25 points to 18 out there at uh, Brookvale Oval. Um, the home of Rugby League. On Sunday, that's right, yes. Well, Manly got the job done, beating a Brave Sharkies outfit in front of 17,000 fans at the jewel of the NRL crown, <laughs> Brookvale Oval. The Seagulls outscored... Really stole your thunder there, sorry. <laughs> the Seagulls outscored the Sharks in a five tries to three shootout. Uh, and despite the efforts from Cronulla, Manly were never headed during the game. Cronulla sit at just two wins from their first six rounds, mm. while Manly are now sitting pretty at five from six. The job that Jeff Tuvey and Manly have done in covering for the shock loss of Tony Williams to the Dogs in the offseason is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, that was a massive blow. Um, look, it was a great performance from the Sea Eagles, but the spotlight is really on the Cronulla Sharks at the moment. Uh, Coach Shane Flanagan has now been reinstated from his massive 14-day suspension, former. He was suspended for 14 days, imposed by the very strong management at the Sharks. An innocent man. Over this peptide scandal. Now, more of this is going to come out. We're only in the early days of this. But Coach Flanagan was suspended on the 8th of March this year with Peter Sharp taking over the reins. 
only for Flanagan to be reinstated on the 22nd of March. Um, Flanagan was suspended initially for allegedly lying to the Sharks board over injections given to the Sharks players two seasons ago. But hopefully, this is all behind them now there at Cronulla. They're a well-run club. And Flanagan, he seems like a top-shelf bloke. So let's hope they can get their season back on track and return to the glory days of Cronulla, which I'm not sure when they were. (laughs) Well, I was going to talk about this later, but uh, let me just cover off on uh, Shane Flanagan. It's my my belief that the ability for Craig, uh, sorry, Cronulla coach Shane Flanagan to think outside the box is the entire reason for this so-called sports supplement investigation at the Sharks. Mm. And the stress on the club is starting to show on the field. Crazily, it looks like the appointment of Trent Elkin as the club's high-performance manager and Stephen Dank as a diet consultant in 2011 is too progressive for the overzealous NRL officials. Yeah. Mark my words, Sid, this absolute witch hunt on the Sharkies will amount to absolutely nothing and yet the damage done to the Shark season won't be able to be repaired. Shane Flanagan has my full support. Yeah, I agree. As does the great sports Scientolo- scientist, Scientologist uh, Stephen Dank. Who, in my in my opinion, are two innocent men. Oh, I totally agree. This is a storm in a teacup, and uh, yeah, like I said, let's just hope Cronulla gets past it. They're a great club. Uh, despite a bunch of off-field distractions, there's no doubting the efforts of Paul Gallon in this one, and he once again led from the front, according to Fulcro at the Boys' backyard stats lab, head kicking Carl and his dirty fighting brother, cock kicking Craig. Uh, Gallon finished with the stats of 41 tackles, 188 running meters. No try assists, three line breaks, and a tackle bust. The other important stat that uh, you're talking about, yeah. Sid, um, when we're talking about Gal, is, of course, zero offloads. We've both said Gal is at his best when he forgets that he plays with team sport and just puts his head down and runs forward. Absolutely. I totally agree. He, he never stops the big fella. Amazing work rate. I don't know where he gets the energy from. He even chimes in in the halves sometimes, even though nobody wants him to. He's a great player, a top bloke. As I say, they're a likable bunch out Cronulla way. In the biggest bullshit result in rugby league history, the St. George Illawarra Dragons 13 uh, narrowly defeated the West Tigers 12 at the Sydney Cricket Ground. This is disgusting. Off the back of a rigged penalty count, the Dragons yep. fell over the line to beat the Brave Tigers with a 76th minute Jamie Soward field goal. Being... Fuck, I hate that bloke. Oh, mate. Goose. Um... <laughs> Being the difference, only twenty-one, over twenty-one thousand fans. If I ever meet that bloke, I'm telling you now, fucking hit his head off. I don't think he talks to nobodies like you. Over twenty-one thousand fans watch the Heritage Round at the SCG, and Tigers fans will look back on Chris Lawrence drop try over the line in the first half, and a Blake Ashford knock on as he headed towards the try line late in the second half, as the points of the game where the Tigers could have won. Yeah, it was a heartbreaking loss for the Tigers. A game that we should have won <laughs> if it weren't for poor refereeing and a distinct lack of ability from some of our players. Check the betting. Ashford. Check the betting. <laughs> but it's out with the old and in with the new at West Tigers this year format. They've sacked Tim Sheens, and not before time, and they've installed this great kid, Mick Potter, from the Bradford Bulls, and I like the appointment former. I think it will bring great success. He's already brought with him Eddie Pettiborn and Bodine Thompson. Now, as I said before, rookie coaches can be hit or miss, but I think we'll be talking about Mick Potter more in the years to come than Trent Robinson, if that's how you pronounce his name. 
Mate, I think it's a great choice for the Tigers. Well, leading up to this game, one of the big talking points was the battle of the two young super coaches, uh, Steve Price and Michael Potter. Yep. After 80 minutes uh, of a huge game of chess, Sid, we really weren't any clearer on figuring out a winner. Uh, like our Waverly Star versus Bone Crusher, Ali versus Foreman, Thorpe versus Phelps. It was the best of versus the best. And only the certainty, the only thing certain is we'll be arguing, arguing who is the better coach between these two in probably a decade from now. Oh, I totally agree. The It'll only be a thing talking that, point forever. The only difference I can see right now is that Michael Potter has a chin. <laughs> Good point. Uh, a stunning game, once again, from young Tigers front rower Aaron Woods has put him in the frame for State of Origin selection, according to Fooker Boys Backyard Stats Lab, debt-collecting Darren and his boring brother, stamp-collecting Steve. Woods finished with 41 tackles, 188 running metres, a try assist, three line breaks and a tackle bust. Mate, it was a massive game from Woodsy, easily the man of the match in a losing side, and doesn't he look good? I saw him up at Oatley Pub in the off-season, and I told him, mate, shave your hair off. You look like a goose. And he did. <laughs> and he looks the goods now with the Sid Punt's hairdo. I saw... <laughs> I saw him a lot in the off-season. <laughs> it's a true story. I saw him a lot in the off-season around the Oatley area. And I can tell you... Mainly the pub, I heard. I can tell you... He was training the house down in the off-season. He's in for a big season, Woodsy. Uh, the Gold Coast was too strong for Parramatta, winning 28 points to 22 up there at uh, Carrara, I think it is, on the Gold Coast. A second-half points blitz from the Titans, seeing them finish over the top of the Eels to win by six points in front of 12,000 alleged fans up at the fertile rugby league nursery on Isn't the Gold Coast. It? You can't get rid of the Gold Coast. Despite being down 16-8 at halftime, the Titans scored 20 points in the second half to secure their fourth win of the year. Meanwhile, for the Eels, they sit at just two wins after six rounds, and new coach Ricky Stewart looks to have his work cut out for him as he embarks on his three-year contract at the famous club. He'll do well there, Ricky yep. at the Eels. But this was a great win for the Titans. And like the saying goes, when... The Titans are going well. When the Gold Coast Rugby League's going well, rugby league in general is going well. We've got to we totally maintain them. Yep. But uh, this was a great win for the Titans, who have bought a lot of good players in the off-season. Names like Marmon Barber, <laughs> Mark Ioni, and Dave Taylor. Uh, they look on the up, and co-captains this year, former Greg Bird and Nate Miles. I think they're in for a ripper season, the Titans. Well, speaking of Greg, Greg Berg, once again, the captain led from the front for the Titans, according to Full Group Boys Backyard Stats Lab, ass-kicking Arnold, and his dead-set weirdo brother, soccer ball-kicking Steve. Greg Bird was enormous. He finished with 41 tackles, 188 running metres, a try assist, three line breaks, and a tackle bust. Mate, he was enormous in this one. He's really turned his life around birdie. He had some issues back in 2004, 2006, 2007, and 2008. There was a bit of a misunderstanding back in 2008 when he was at the Sharks. Whatever. But, you know, you've got to look at life. You can be a glass half full guy or a glass half empty guy former, or you can just throw that glass <laughs> and get on with life. And that's what Greg Bird has done. 
and he can find if he can find a home anywhere in the NRL, you've got to think the Gold Coast I is the best place for him. <laughs> it's a perfect fit, isn't it? Uh, they might have started slowly, Sid, but unless I'm a bad judge, I expect the Eels to make a real charge at the back end of the year. Under Supercoach Stewart, and with all the talent over the park, like yep. Hain, Sandow, Keating, Manor, Paulo, and Lussick, it'd be a brave and stupid man to think that they won't be there when the whips are cracking. Ricky Stewart is no stranger to success, Sid, and Parramatta have enough guns to fire for the rest of the year. Yeah, well, I think that's right. Sandow looks fit again this year, having trained hard in the off-season, and the halves partnership he has with Luke Kelly... That looks to be the best since uh, Kenny and Sturlo. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping the next Kenny and Sturlo. I'd, I'd say so. The, the beginning of the season, Ricky got the whiteboard out and wrote those two names up, and you will see they will fire this year. Wow, he said just more gold there from two yeah. SER days when we were uh, doing the Midnight to Dawn shift. Yeah, they were good days. I tell you what, the microphones still sound good those days too. Mate, we've always used Rode. Yeah. They're the best in the business. Well, it's time good. for this. Uh, NRL news, and we started with the CEO, Todd Greenberg, has resigned before he was pushed after four years at the helm of the Rugby League. A statement released by the NRL said, after reflecting on the needs of the game, it has been mutually agreed that Todd Greenberg will step down from the Chief Executive Officer's job and his employment with the Australian Rugby League Commission and will finish up today. ARLC Chairman Mr Ned Philandis said, the role of Chief Executive of the NRL is one of the most challenging and difficult roles in the Australian sporting landscape. And with a diversity of passionate stakeholders, ARLC thanks Todd for his contribution to the game over the past seven years and as Chief Executive for the past four years. Greenberg has been under increasing pressure in recent weeks, losing the faith of NRL clubs and being frozen out of talks with the game's broadcasters. In a statement on Monday, Greenberg's, Greenberg said, it has been my great honour and privilege to, geez, I'm going bad, to be the CEO <laughs> of the NRL for the last four years. Despite the variety of challenges and pressures, I have loved every single minute of the journey. Wouldn't think so. Our, our growth over the last four years has been extraordinary and I am very proud of my contribution of, to the game. I am indebted to the game for the variety of opportunities and experiences and have been provided that have been provided to my family and I, and we leave with many great memories and lifelong friendships, except Ned Philanders. Well, he does leave with lifelong memories and friendships, and uh, they presented him with a gold ring for his wife, <laughs> Did they? which is great. That's lovely. And I believe they sent him with a, uh, presented him with a set of knives. A set of knives, yeah, stuck, stuck straight in his back. And a, uh, a crystal thing, a trophy. Waterford crystal ball. Yeah, Waterford crystal. And uh, a, a mural. That and a mur mural. And apparently. a mural, yeah. Commissioned mural. But let's be honest, with hindsight now, we knew this was going to happen. But now that it's happened, and we talked to Vonnie about it a bit later, it is a poison chalice being the head of the NRL. I'd cop the million. You would cop the million <laughs> for abuse. Um, you cop, it, cop the abuse for free on here. Uh, but yeah, as I said, we talked to Vonnie a bit later about it and some of his achievements while he was head of the game. And what's done is done. Let's hope. This is something you and I have discussed a lot off air. Let's hope that this is an opportunity for the NRL 
to streamline their management, which I think they need to do. Mm. Uh, still Bad no one can explain to me why the ARL commission stands over the top of the NRL. Why is Volandi's doing press conferences? Why is he in charge? Why do we need two heads of rugby league? Let's hope that all gets fixed up by and Ned Philanders very soon. I think we're talking off air, Sid, and I said it's like having a strata committee and having a committee look after the strata committee. Yeah, why well, is there a committee overseeing the committee? It's but, just, uh, yeah. Time will tell. Um, I just wonder how much say the uh, broadcasters have had in uh, Greenberg's exit. Well, If anyone we- believes that it was just off his own volition, they are dead set delusional. As we hinted at last week when... Uh, Ned Philanders went to Channel 9 without Todd Greenberg. <laughs> uh, the writing was definitely on the wall. And they're reporting now that the uh, absolute death knell was uh, Todd Greenberg not corresponding with the Warriors and keeping mm. them up to date. So there's a lot of issues going on. Let's hope that they take this opportunity, as I said, to clear it all up for the future. Uh, the league is forging ahead with plans to relaunch its season in late May following high-powered meetings, meetings with broadcasters on Friday. Nine Chief Executive Hugh Marks, uh, Skid's brother, says he is very impressed with the initial dealings with the ARLC chairman, Ned Philandis, and wants to see the 16 clubs properly funded to ensure the NRL has a long-term future that warrants our investment in it. Nine, the publishers of this masthead, well, this is coming out of the uh, Telegraph, uh, sorry, the Herald, uh, and the NRL have been involved in a series of meetings over the past week to mend their fractured relationship and discuss potential resumption of the competition. The broadcaster accused the governing body of years of mismanagement and wastefulness in a stinging uh, statement delivered a fortnight ago. Uh, The broadside that heaped even more pressure on embattled NRL CEO Todd Greenberg it now remains unclear how many games will be played and how much the networks will be paying for a restructured competition. However, all parties are agreed on aiming for a return to action on May 28 with teams penciled in to recommence squad runs in just 16 days' time. New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillo... Uh, sorry, Pretty sure Bar- that's not how you pronounce that. My mistake. Barillaro is getting more confident by the day that the NRL will become the first sporting code in the country to re- return to action, but we'll still go through the process internally and make sure people are safe, Sid. It's a lot better coming from New South Wales politicians. They speak that uh, John Barillaro is delivering rather than Palaszczuk saying, nah, it's off. <laughs> Bugger that. But uh, yeah, pockets on a singlet, that bird. Details, <laughs> details are a bit unclear at the moment. Uh, we were talking recently about the prospect of two conferences, Queensland and New South Wales. We were talking about Voss, Voss Queen, Town Queen, out at Homebush. Queensland conference would be pretty weak. Yeah, especially with St George added to it. That was one <laughs> idea. Uh, Voss Town out at Homebush was floated. We were talking about a new North Queensland resort hosting all the NRL teams. But Project Apollo that I've been a massive fan of from the staff form, I don't Mm -hmm. forget that, has not been giving anything away in the past week. Things are still going well, though, at the Wayne Pearce-led Project Apollo. They postponed meetings for a week. The Brains Trust. Yeah, the Brains Trust. Um, If ever there was a misnomer. (laughs) Uh, They they postponed meetings for a week, but someone forgot to tell Graham Annesley who broke through the border, the Queensland-New South Wales border, and drove to Sydney. Screw you, Palaszczuk. <laughs> he drove to Sydney. Like from Thelma the, and Louise, just Thelma, but... From the Gold Coast. <laughs> he broke through the border, drove from Sydney, 
drove to Sydney from the Gold Coast to attend a meeting. Never been a better time with petrol prices the way they are, by the way. <laughs> only to find that the meeting had been cancelled. Apparently, Wayne Pierce forgot to send that email. He was too busy getting Project Apollo T-shirts made up for everyone from Mayor Inc. Go to mayorinc.com.au. She'll probably make you up a Project Apollo T-shirt. Priorities, Piercy. Good job, bro. Uh, the New Zealand government has granted the Warriors an exemption to travel to Australia, clearing the first major obstacle to the team resuming its place in the NRL. Good. The Warriors are hoping to arrive in Australia on May 3, which would allow all 16 clubs to start a mini pre-season the following day. The NRL received written permission from the New Zealand government over the Easter weekend, allowing the Warriors to travel. The next step for the governing body is to liaise with Australian state and federal authorities to ensure they can land and bypass the 14-day quarantine policy for international arrivals. Just bypass Palaszczuk. But uh, I think you'll find, former, that I called for this a few weeks ago when Prime Minister Ahern, is that her name? Mm -hmm. The greatest Prime Minister the world has ever seen, if you ask her. When she shut the borders and the Warriors had to race home, I called her out and said the Warriors should have an exemption, allowing their players to travel back and forth between Oz and New Zealand. I actually Skyped her in my pyjamas last (laughs) week and we discussed it. And thankfully, she has listened to me. You're welcome, Australia, New Zealand. I wonder, I wonder how many players they'll bring in, a, in their squad. Will they bring 25? I haven't really thought about it. You would imagine. It would be an interesting put, thing because... You'd have to, wouldn't you? you, you obviously, you're going to need more than just probably 19. A couple of injuries. Maybe uh, coronavirus goes the wrong way. Test. Um, what is the top squad now? 25? 25. You'd have to bring 25. It's an interesting thing because there's no New South Wales Cup from defeat into. No, that's correct. No one's so, playing over here, so you'd have to bring everyone. But anyway, there's a lot of good news there. Um, Absolutely. Let's get the footy back on. Especially if you work at News Limited because you got rid of Tard. Johnson, the For the heavyweight championship of the world. This is a famous victory. It's going to be our Sports News. AFL, uh, round one AFL games were played without fans and the experience seems to have spooked AFL and team uh, TV executives. Yeah. Hashtag talk other games down. The AFL is planning on giving the go-ahead to artificial crowd noises to be inserted during the flow of the game. The <laughs> levels will be tinkered with by an in-house audio technician who will be in charge of specifying the levels to match the atmosphere of the game. I've already applied for that job. Um, it's understood league bosses are undecided about the move or whether it will be replicated both on television and inside the stadium. Well, I actually made up some sound effects for the AFL to use and I called you this morning. I was going to give our listeners a sample of that today. And you said, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. We will not, not be doing not the line, sure of, why. line of jokes that you were <laughs> heading down. Uh, suffice to say. Well, it's a missed opportunity. Boo. Anyway, one thing that was noticeable, I think, uh, was the difference between the NRL being played with no crowd and the AFL being played with no yeah, crowd. It's, it's, Our it's, round two, their round one. Actually, a genuinely good point. Absolutely. The NRL definitely came out on top of that uh, exchange. You can hear the talk on the field. You can hear the hit-ups. Look, it's not ideal, but I think... Of course it's not ideal. The NRL is a better spectacle, even without spectators. It it still looked good on TV, and you heard a lot more, and it was good. AFL, 
I think, have been spooked, like you say. But it would sound like a dodgy 80s sitcom if they're piping in sound effects, I think. Let me ask you this. Ask with away. The, with the NRL, forget the AFL. Yep. Um, with the NRL, and then I, I, I agree, no piping of bullshit, nah. bullshit crowd or whatever. That, that's garbage. But do you agree with uh, a try scored music being played? When there's no crowds? Yeah. Yes. It's, it's interesting. It's, I, I, not... I, I, I haven't got a real definitive uh, feeling. I, I don't even way. know if I'm a massive fan of it. I, I think it can be overdone on home games sometimes with the music going. But yeah, I think when tries are scored and stuff like that, yeah, okay, play music. Yeah, I, I'm not against it. I'm but just... have it have it played at the ground so it's picked up with atmosphere mics. Mm. Don't make it WWE no, over no. the top oh, how paper. Bad was that? that was terrible. But AFL definitely, I think they are spooked. They're not sure whether it will devalue their product mm. by still playing. Our game's a better game on TV. 100%. It works into our favour. I, I, like I think we, a lot of AFL uh, fans would, if, if they're yeah. fair-minded, would say that. Theirs is a great game to watch To watch live, the ground. And we were into that earlier this afternoon. I, I, I can watch AFL. It's not my favourite sport. And I have to have... Some sort of it has to be two good teams. I couldn't watch Fremantle play the Gold Coast Suns or anything like that. Just watch the last ten minutes of a close game. That's all I like to do. Yeah, well, that's that's usually can't how sit it, through usually the rest how I of watch the basketball fight. as well. Um, yeah, watch exactly. the last ten minutes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I I I don't know, man. I, I think that if you're a fair-minded AFL fan, that you would probably go, yeah, our game actually lacks more for not having crowd. Yeah, than the rugby so does. much of what happens in an AFL game is off camera. When you're actually at the game, you see the battles that yep. are off the ball. Whereas rugby league, there's a 15-metre camera angle that covers all of the action. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. AFL, hashtag talk other games down. Western Bulldogs vice-captain Lockie Hunter, a uh, very manly name, Lockie, is set to be charged by police after being at the centre of an alleged drink-driving crash that saw vehicles left like dominoes, according to a witness. Police were called to Middle Park before 9pm on Thursday night where they found a Toyota SUV abandoned. It's alleged the, sorry, it's alleged the car smashed into four parked vehicles. Western Bulldogs released a statement on their club website this evening and they said uh, the Bulldogs Football Club is continuing to investigate the incident, won't take long, concerning Lockie Hunter on Thursday night and the involvement of two of its other players, Bailey Smith and Billy Gowers, it reads. Bailey Smith has reportedly been charged with a 1,652 <laughs> social distancing fine for his role in assisting uh, Vice Captain Lockie Hunter after an alleged drink driving crash. Essentially, um, uh, he get, went and picked him up for him, uh, picked him up and took him away. Uh, before <laughs> so after the event, he picked him up. Yeah, went, where were you half an hour ago? And you they fool? figured this out, and they're like, "Well, hang on, you were in the car with someone. Is a sixteen hundred fifty-two dollar fine." So the story is, yeah, um, <laughs> that's great. Uh, police later confirmed they'd found a 25-year-old man at a property in South Yarra. This was obviously uh, Lockie Hunter. They conducted a preliminary breath test before a subsequent evidentiary uh, breath test, which showed Hunter had a blood alcohol reading of 0.123, more than twice the legal limit. Uh, Western Bulldog star Lockie Hunter is facing a damages bill <laughs> of $150,000 because he hit four cars... Two of those were Mercedes. One was a Range Rover. <laughs> the cheapest car in the crash was his shitbox. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pretty sure insurance ain't gonna fork up for a fucking a he, DUI crash. He ran into two Mercedes, a Range Rover, and, and a, a Lexus, and a lavender starlet. <laughs> that bumped up the price. So he's up for what 150 odd thousand, 150 odd grand in, in damages to the cars. Beaten. He's, he's oh, up. Tell me those panel beaters haven't got their quote in. And then real, they fired him in. They wrote it down oh, about 800 bucks. Wait a minute, who's this AFL? Bloke? Thirty-four thousand, vice captain, premiership winner, <laughs> ring a ding ding. <laughs> it's like a hailstorm every day over here. But the um, the AFL went straight into damage control. Did you not notice? Unbelievable! Like, unbelievable! Seriously, look, they're in this day and age. They actually came out and said, "Well, you know, these are young blokes that are cooped up in home, and they're at doing home. it hard. They're, they're doing it tough. A lot like, of lot of question marks on, over man. their wage. Blah 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 blah. It's not hard as a young bloke to sit inside." Play your Xbox. You've probably got a gym being given to you by some sponsor. Do some gym work. Probably a treadmill. Do that. Get do- If you want to get on the cans, pretty sure Uber will deliver that shit these Hasn't days. Hasn't stopped me. <laughs> Mate, there's no need to be driving. And then for the AFL media to circle their wagons around this bloke and give him a big cuddle is an absolute load of shit. But how good is Victorian police? Shoot first, ask questions later, Victorian police. They've hit them both up with the social distancing yeah, charge. Yeah. <laughs> so you got 150 grand in panel beating. You're going to lose your license for probably two years. Plus you have 1600 to get a, bucks get for a, not keeping it two un, two meter distance. You're going to need a lawyer to go to court. That's going to cost you cash. You're going to lose your license. You're going to get fined. Plus here's 1650 for you and your mate. <laughs> get that in there. Like you said to me, the mate would be like, "I'm not paying that." Bro, man. that's yours. <laughs> that is yours. Just never top, ever just ring put me it again. On the bill. Ever. <laughs> Rugby. Hashtag talk other games down. Rugby Australia Who? is in Rugby Australia. Oh. It's, it's a um, it's a fringe sport. Mm-hmm. Um, is in line for a reported sixteen million dollar lifeline. <laughs> what they do? Empty someone's ashtray uh, from World Rugby. Jeez, World Rugby just splashing the cash, splashing it. Sixteen million. What's that get you? Uh, to survive the actually give you a, a TV contract with rugby. They know. Um, they know it's money well spent down <laughs> under at the moment. But there's a caveat. Oh. The Sydney Morning Herald claims the low-interest long-term loan will be only be available once Rugby Australia has agreed to a deal with the Players' Union over a pay cut. World Rugby, favourite uh, Australian rugby player at the moment, Sid? Uh, Quade Cooper. <laughs> Second one? I've got more to say about Quade later. Um, I have no idea apart from that. Um, world Rugby is expected to reveal the details of its credit plan to aid unions around the world late on Thursday night. The Fairfax report states each union should be soon be able to apply for an estimated $16 million each. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, $16 million to rugby league teams. But the requirement that Rugby Australia must be have confirmed its pay deal with the Rugby Union Players Association increases the pressure on both parties to come to an agreement after nearly three weeks. That deal is expected to be signed off on Friday. According to a report, it will see the nation's 192 professional players wow, wow. Uh, have their pay slashed by around two-thirds on average. On Tuesday, Rugby Australia boss and master dealmaker Raylene Castle issued a statement declaring progress was being made with the Players' Union. We we have made good progress, eh, uh, today following a meeting. Cuz chur-chur bro with Rupa and a number of players uh, from across each of our professional teams, eh? Uh, I'm still going to take my contract and my bonus, eh? Says Castle in a statement. She was draped in a Kiwi flag at the time. It was bizarre. <laughs> but seriously, pay cuts of two-thirds on average for the players. Yeah. Wow. 
let's see all the headlines now, pretty much written by player managers, of all the rugby stars that want to be superstars in the NRL or that will be I'm glad you mentioned that because rugby, Quade Cooper could jeopardise a $1 million payday if he jumps code and signs with a rugby league club in Australia. Here it comes already. The rugby union star went public this week with the desire to play in the NRL. And reportedly, the West Tigers are one club interested in signing him to a short-term deal when the 2020 season resumes. Cooper, a former Wallaby star, would have to get permission from his Japanese club, Kinetsu Liners. I love the Kinetsu Liners. Uh, And the franchise has categorically said it will not allow Cooper to play in the NRL. The Sydney Morning Herald reports Kinetsu coach Nick Stiles, uh, brother Hare, who was a good player too, doesn't want his star playmaker risking injury playing rugby league. Cooper would have to cut his contract with Kinetsu if he wanted to sign with an NRL club. Why would he do that? Uh, No idea. It's it's, it's paper talk. Mate, fair dinkum. Yep. There's three days of stories. Mm-hmm. And the Herald, throw that ball backwards again, Cooper. Wowee. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Sign him up. But the only thing he'll so- strengthen if he signs to any club will be their social media accounts. That's about it. Mm-hmm. He's a TikTok star. Uh, and the Herald <laughs> reports, or uh, TikTok star. TikTok. That's um, your new app. It reports that the contract is worth as much as a million dollars. Blah, 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 blah. The only safe haven in rugby at the moment is in Japan. We're on full freight. How's that? Yeah. Um, we're not getting pay cuts. We're not getting stood down. Kinetsu liners. <laughs> they're full freight liners. <laughs> Cooper would jeopardise those conditions by going and playing rugby league for three months. Why is it always the West Tigers? Oh, you couldn't what be What is income. happening? West Tigers Needed have... a new social media man, did they? <laughs> West Tigers have Benji... Reynolds, Brooks, Billy Walters, Adam Dewey, and Moses Mbai that can all play in the halves. Someone was talking about swapping Cooper for Mbai. Tigers fans on Twitter, and they were saying they should do it. Why? In what world would that be a good idea? Where would Quade Cooper fit into the halves? Is that where he would play? He can't or, play in the halves. You have to or, be fullback. He can't defend. Well, he's not going to be fullback. But well, he can't defend. Well, that's what I was going to say. If he wanted to play centre or wing... We already have centers and wingers that can't tackle. Yeah. We, don't need, we don't need another one. No. It's pathetic. Paper talk. Actually, if it does come to fruition, I welcome you aboard, Quade Cooper. Tennis. Uh, always welcome on the show. Novak Djokovic is against any compulsory vaccinations for tennis players returning to the game after the coronavirus hiatus and faces a dilemma if forced to do so. Personally, I'm opposed to vaccination and wouldn't want to be forced by someone to take a vaccine uh, to be able to travel. Novax Djokovic. Uh, <laughs> proving he really is the goat. Um, but if it becomes compulsory... He's what promoting will, vaccinite for us. <laughs> what will happen? I will have to... We should do some ads there. Yeah. I will have to make a decision. I have my own thoughts about the matter and whether those thoughts will change at some point. I don't know. I think a couple of million dollar paychecks might change your mind. Uh, hypothetically, if the season was to resume in July, August or September, though unlikely, I understand that a vaccine will become a requirement straight after we are out of strict quarantine and there is no vaccine yet. No vax, Djokovic. That's all I've got to say. Are you having a function or an event? Are you part of a sporting or community group? Do you have a birthday, anniversary, bucks or hens night coming up? 
Mare Inc. can supply any custom product you can imagine. Custom-made T-shirts, aprons, stubby holders, cushions, shopping bags, hoodies, tote bags, vinyl stickers and decals. Or put your business logo on a range of workwear. Go to mareinc.com.au. Whatever the purpose, Mare Inc. has you covered. Right, sit our next guest is a friend of the show. She's a rugby league presenter and journalist. Her interest in racehorses has her likened to the Australian version of the powerful Godolphin stables, and you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Von O'Keefe. Welcome back to Full Crew, the boys, the fantastic Von Sampson. Oh, boys, thank you so much. It's been far too long. I've missed hearing you and visiting you in your bunker. It's um, (laughs) been far too long. How are you holding up in isolation? Well, that's actually my question to you. How has the coronavirus treated you? How's the boredom? Yeah, look, yeah, it's a bit grim. Um, But the good news is the pub just at the end of my street, like literally about 50 metres away, um, is open for essentials. Now, when I say the word essentials, I'm using those inverted comma marks yep. with my fingers. Yep. Um, so, look, you can buy, I think, flour and like maybe toilet rolls and chips, but mostly booze. So that's the important thing. So there's a bit of a... Um, Look, it's not strictly social isolating, but uh, there is a, a bit of a gathering every afternoon. It's just like, you're so bored. You just want to hang out in the middle of the street and just go, oh, people, yes. hi, pet humans, <laughs> Jesus. You know, like even taking the bins out, I loiter in the back alley just hoping to catch someone. Oh, my God, how is everything? Just for, <laughs> lonely, uh, lonely time. Just for journalistic purposes, is Queen of the Nile an essential service? I'm just asking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> asking for a mate. <laughs> Just checking. They were talking um, about... Yeah, uh, no, it's been very lonely, very lonely. But we're lucky, uh, at least at Fox, we're still ticking over. Mate, um, I, I thought I'd do this easy. Now, I'm, I swear to God, I thought, mate, nothing would please me more than not to talk to anyone for a couple of weeks. Yep. Three weeks in, mate, I am going burko. Mental. <laughs> Absolute mental. I, my, my, yeah. life, my life hasn't changed much. I still drink cans and sit in the studio. Well, it's been great for me. <laughs> Last night I watched I watched that Michael Jordan uh, documentary, and I thought the whole series would be on. I lost my shit when it was only two episodes. I was like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what else am I going to do? We're going to wait for the. Remember, we used to have to wait next week for whole shows. Now yeah. it's like, yeah. no, no, I want the series. Don't muck around. Well, so I, I think they were um, supposed to release that. I watched it too. It's so good, by the way. Really uh, And just makes me really want to go watch Space Jam over and over for all the, <laughs> the subtext. Um, but uh, they were going to release that, I think, in June or July. Um, but they've rushed it through because of the pandemic, and they know they've got a captive audience with everyone stuck inside. So I think they started up 24 hours a day editing teams just to make sure they could um, release it uh, well, for our viewing pleasure. Now was that all the Tiger King? I've watched that twice. Unbelievable! <laughs> oh, Unbelievable! That? Unbelievable! It's great! <laughs> Unbelievable! A lot of parallels to your life, former. <laughs> <in that. laughs> Now, it's I've, been... I've never had two husbands. <laughs> There's still time. Uh, it's been pretty quiet in rugby league lately, Vonnie. Um, what are you guys doing to keep busy? Um, well, apart from all practising our Carol Baskin, hey, cook, hat and kitten, um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're basically just counting down until May 28. Um, I mean, once... Once they release that date, it gave us, look, if it is a hard kickoff on May 28th, then that's sensational. If not, we, we are still 
you know, it's aspirational to get to there. Yep. And um, and now we know that there are things happening. Uh, there's still not a lot of detail um, about or clarity about how it'll all work. Um, but we know, for instance, like the Warriors, they've got to be, um, they've got to get a wriggle on here. Like I think they need to be in Australia this week mm. if they want to um, be able to squeeze in their quarantine plus a pre-season and be ready for that May 28 deadline. And um, we're seeing now little little bits of information trickling out of uh, the Titans and the Broncos and the Cowboys about where they will isolate, um, where they will set up a quarantine, where they will start to get their um, pre-seasons in place. Um, Wayne Bennett has sent out the message to uh, some of the, the bunnies, um, just checking in on their fitness. Um, you know, guys like who went home, like Latrell Mitchell, he went home to Taree. So Wayne's been reaching out to him saying, make your way back to Sydney when he can because we're going to be playing um, Premiership Rugby League um, hopefully in the next you know, five weeks. So, um, I mean, when you put it like that, it's exciting that we will get some sort of Premiership. Um, as you all know, it has been a very dramatic um, and emotional <laughs> journey to, to get to that point sure even. And, of course, even uh, this week we saw the, the resignation of uh, Todd Greenberg. So, look, it's, uh, I think there'll be a lot of differences. Uh, rugby league will return, but it'll be a very, very different uh, landscape to the one that we knew, uh, especially when this season kicked off in 2020. But um, at least we will get a little bit of uh, premiership. And uh, hopefully, um, never again, I know, boys, I'll never take for granted that the footy will just be on on the weekend. Oh, my God. You know, just things like oh. that. You just go, that's crazy that, you know, that, that we just don't have normal little pleasures like that. So, um, yeah, I, I know I, for one, will be very excited to see it back. Just with uh, Greenberg, it's uh, interesting and it's always refreshing to see someone jump off a cliff of their own accord. <laughs> you think that's how it happened? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get pushed off a cliff with knives in your back? I always, always, always thought that was a giveaway. I don't know. Like, uh, look, I've only ever had really positive dealings with Todd, and I was pretty disappointed with some of the the rhetoric that was around. Um, I thought he's, I think he's been a great leader, um, and I'm pretty proud to have been, you know, involved in the game when there has been such a big change. I think. Um, you know, the no, no fault stand down policy was a big line in the sand, given that a couple of summers ago that the, the game was on its knees in terms of sponsors not wanting to be associated with us, which which is really sad because I love the game and I know you guys do. So sometimes when we're hit with headlines, you know, especially around violence against women, it's, yep. it's like, you know, we're better than that as a, as a rugby league community. So I'm really proud that we were involved in, in a time where we, we, we said, guys, you know, no more of this. If you commit these, if you're charged with this and it carries this maximum sentence of 11 years or more in jail, then, you know, you actually can't play just until it's no no bias on whether you're guilty or innocent, but just until we work out your situation and to take care of those players as well and make sure that their welfare is taken care of. Um, and I think the rise of the women's game as well has been pretty popular. So, look, everyone bags Todd, but I think he's been in charge in a pretty significant time. I was also pretty excited that, you know, when Australia voted for same-sex marriage and they got Macklemore out, you know, he's sung the same love at the grand final. Like, it just showed that we are super inclusive yeah. and it doesn't matter where you're from. Like, you know, rugby league's kind of like, yeah, cool, come come join in. We, you know, as long as you love the game, we'll love you back. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, look, Todd will – it has certainly wasn't the way he deserved to exit, um, but hopefully uh, he'll turn up at, um, you know, at somewhere and, and probably triple the amount of money. <laughs> he'll be fine. <laughs> I – um. 
It's a poison chalice. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't remember anyone leaving the job with people saying... What a great job they did. Yeah. Uh, You're on a hiding to nothing. You, you, cop, you cop the million for the average of the four years that you are going to be in that job. You cop a million a year, but you just know that pretty much after that, you won't be working rugby league circles <laughs> very often yeah. again. Um, Vonnie, I just want to ask, um, so much not happening in rugby league on the field and a fair bit happening off it. But I, I, we watch you guys over there at Fox at the moment. I don't reckon, I reckon I've seen people work harder in front of cameras than you guys, um, and you've done a you've done a, a really good job in tough circumstances. How's that been over there? It's been, actually, you know what? <laughs> I'm very grateful that I still have a job to turn up to. Yeah. And um, every time, you know, some of us goes, "Oh God, it's a bit hard." You know, like, "Oh, you know, it's really difficult trying to produce all this content." And you're like, "Guys, let's just remind ourselves there are." you know, hundreds of thousands of people around Australia at the moment who don't have a job to go to. So let's just quit the whinging and just be super appreciative (laughs) because, you know, no one knows what tomorrow will bring. And obviously Fox, like every other industry, has taken a hit and, you know, we we have lost some people along the way. And, um, yeah, so in terms of working hard, that's uh, that's a privilege at this point. Um, So, but, yeah, look, it's different. It's a different way to do TV. That's why we... We sit in the, the podcast room and we've got to wear the, the headphones because we don't have a lot of audio support there and we're on skeleton staff. Um, you know, we've got no camera operators or anything like that. So it's just it's making TV as safely and as um, as carefully as we can. Um, so basically, it's, it's radio in front of a camera. Yep. And um, the, my favourite part, and I'm guessing you guys have probably picked up on it, was watching some of the old legends and premiership winners and immortals um, try to use FaceTime. <laughs> and it's really tickled my fancy about the angles that like we've seen straight up Ricky Stewart's nostrils multiple times. <laughs> um, Keddy dropped the phone the other night because um, he started walking through the house and it dropped out completely. And then when we redialed him, Alfie was on the lounge <laughs> just <laughs> drinking. <laughs> and it was so strange. I thought, is that an Alfie blow-up doll or is that real-life Alan Langer? And it was a real Alfie. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, it's, and it's been fun to kind of go into their homes. You know, like Malvin Inger is such a respected and austere figure in the game. And then, like, his kids will just come in and crash into him or the dog will just you know, climb all over him. Like, you know, he doesn't get an ounce of respect in his own house. Like, it's so great. It's it's actually been quite fun. Um, and, you know, like, see Gordy. Gordy's always got, you know, a different shirt on, wandering around outside. He's sanctuaried out in um, base of Mount Cutha. So, no, it's, it's been fun. It's actually been really fun. And I think everyone understands, look, it's a bit ropey. Um, it's not you know, the highest quality television that we are capable of, but it's definitely the best um, that we could hope to do under these circumstances. So, always, yeah, it's been uh, been a little bit behind the scenes, but fun. I think it's a sobering reality that um, you see people like Ricky for who have, you know, played for Australia in two codes, has, have, has coached a, a premiership um, side, mm-hmm. has has coached Australia, coached New South Wales, has done pretty much everyone the, everything in the game, and still trouble, struggles with technology like my mum. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like to on um, this week, we're going to be talking to Terry Lamb. Um, and I just spoke to him. And I said, "Mate, how do you go on the FaceTime?" He's like, "Oh, not good. I'll get my daughter to help me." <laughs> like a lot of them are now wrangling their their children to come and help their adult children to come help them set up the FaceTime. I said, "Mate, it's fine. It just comes through the normal 
uh, phone call. You just press press accept, and, <laughs> and then you'll see yourself. And they're like, nah, too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're working on a rotating roster over there on the uh, podcast yep. live show. Uh, when you see your name alongside B. Fletcher, are you <laughs> constantly aware you're a massive chance of appearing in the news later that day? <laughs> That's the thrill of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got Brian Fletcher and Paul Kent. They're my little uh, Friday night crew, and yep. I think there's a good reason they've put those two lunatics on on a Friday night because um, hopefully everyone's drunk by then and <laughs> um, no one complains. So all the jokes and the new innuendo, and, um, but I have to say, Fletch has been on his best behaviour. It's um, he's been going pretty well on the punt. So uh, he's been loving the fact that we've been uh, calling a lot of racing identities. So we've had Gay Waterhouse and uh, Tommy Berry. We had Hugh Bowman on. Um, we had Richard Friedman. And so you know, I'm researching all their you know horses and things like that. And then right at the end, Fletch go, "What do you like tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> Have his little pen out, going sorry, sorry. Race five, number three. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so no, it's been it's been fun, but um, yeah. Look, the the risk element with Fletch is always there, but I uh, I wouldn't trade him for the world. He's a bit of fun. You don't have to tell us. Yeah. We know. <laughs> Hey, uh, you did an interview about a month ago, Vonnie, with Ash Taylor, um, and he opened up and spoke about a lot of the demons. Um, those sort of chats, Vonnie, first of all, I've got to say, it was a fantastic chat. I, I like the kid and I, I feel like I feel like you could tell that obviously or you were hearing there were a lot of things weren't going right in his life off the field last year. But is that the kind of thing that you, um, in these harder times when you're doing that sort of thing, that you get, it's good to get your teeth back into that kind of journalism where you, you get underneath those, into those stories? Yeah, I think there's always a space for those kind of stories. I mean, because, I mean, you and I, like, we sit and watch a game, right? And we go, oh, this bloke isn't having a go. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to look like he wants to be there. And then that chorus starts up, you know, oh, you know, enter player's name here. Like, you know, we've seen it with Darius Boyd over the years and we saw it with Ash Taylor last year. You know, it, it looked like he'd lost the desire yep. to compete or to be there. And um, and so, and you know, then, then all of that becomes, because of our appetite now for 24-hour rugby league, uh, news and that becomes a story and then that puts that player further under pressure. I guess what I'm interested in is why has that person changed? Yeah. Why, why, yep. What's going on for that person that they no longer look like they want to be there or that they can no longer play how they how we were, how we, we expect them to? Um, and especially, you know, and Ben Hunt's been through it as well. Those players are on a million dollars. And so with that comes expectations. Those players are also role models, whether we want them to be or not. They just are. That's part of the the territory. When you sign for an NRL club, you are held up as an example. So I think for me, I I like to kind of, you know, be able to sit down with them. And, and, you know, as you know, like it's most of the stuff we don't put to air. You know, the real stuff, the personal stuff that you go, yeah, right, that makes a lot of sense. Once you find out what goes on, you know, in their families or with their mental health, you know, whether they've got um, problems with addiction or whether it's domestic violence or whatever's happening in their homes, once you sort of find out that sort of detail, the whole picture becomes much clearer yeah. for, for that player. And um, I think with him too, Vonnie, he, he was a kid that was electric to watch. And then, because you can't blame fans in a way either, because they're seeing a kid that was on fire. He gets a big paycheck, and in their minds, all of a sudden he stops playing. So there's a, a, a huge jump of a conclusion that, um, you know, oh, he's got lazy. When 
as you know, and like you said, we, we, you, we hear a lot of things off the field that are happening and you, and you know that that's not the truth with that kid especially. And he's never done anything, as far as I know, that's got him in trouble. So you just know that there's something not right there. And it was a really good chat with him too. And I, I, I think you should be congratulated. And I think he should be too because he, he gave a lot in that interview, which would be very hard for him to do because he doesn't seem like a kid that likes to sort of, you know, thro- throw things out there in the well, media. Fa- fans are critical, but you do forget that these kids, even though they're on big money, they're still kids. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, can you imagine, like, we're all old and – None the wiser. None of us are any wiser, but we're you know we're old. So imagine imagine going through a lot of stuff in your twenties, your early twenties, with a camera in your face and huge expectations. And yes, they're on huge money, but a lot of them don't have a lot of good um, structure around them. So whether that's you know a a deficit at home with their family, or whether that's lack of um, sage advice with their management. So, yeah, and you're right. Like, a lot of them feel very uncomfortable in front of the camera. So, um, yeah, just trying to get them to communicate a little bit better because I know as a fan it's frustrating. Like, when, when they're not performing, you're like, well, get off then. Don't play. Yeah. Like, just just drop into reserve grade and be done with it because yeah. I can't do it week after week. Um, so if, if we can offer fans a little bit more of an insight, and I understand that, they've got to be a little bit more giving um, because it helps us in the end have a you know a proper conversation about someone and, and where they're at. I've got to be, um, I've got to be honest. If I was a 22-year-old on a million dollars, I'd be more Todd Carney than Jason <laughs> Stevens. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I've got no yes. excuse. I, that's just how I would be. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'll be the same. I've called the integrity unit on myself. <laughs> while, we're, while we're on a serious issue, last year we had the Broncos in eighth as the highest-placed Queensland team. Queensland haven't won an Origin Series for two years now, and this week we had the Queensland Premier, uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk, poo-poo the idea of State of Origin being played in Queensland this year. Is rugby league dead in Queensland, Vonnie, and uh, will you be attending the funeral? <laughs> whole thing was disgraceful. I was so upset. Um, I, just, I just couldn't believe my ears when I heard the Premier say, oh, no, we won't be playing State of Origin. Oh, God, no. What's no, going on up there? Doesn't get I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And then we had Kevy on, and, and Kevy quite rightly pointed out 40 years this year since Arthur Beats and let out those mighty Maroons uh, on Tulane Park, 1980. And it's unbelievable to, to, to contemplate that the great state, uh, the heartland of proper rugby league, would not welcome a game of state of origin there. So, look, I think um, Anastasia Palaszczuk's advisors have um, been brought up to speed. Uh, they probably sent uh, Gordy around to just, like, you know, rampage, ransack the officers, just going on a, a raging bull uh, tear away and tipping things over and explaining them how uh, important Origin is. Um, because, yeah, we've had a bit of a backflip, um, thank God, because I just I just couldn't fathom it. But, yeah, look, it's been tough. It's been a, it's been a tough few years to be a, a Queensland supporter and to be a Cowboys, Broncos or Titans supporter. It's... Um, I don't know. It's, Great I times. Love it. Great times. Uh, skinny times. Skinny times. Hey, um, I think the only thing that Anastasia could have said any further to that was um, Super Rugby still right to go ahead, and she probably would have been had a, a dollar on her head. Um, <laughs> and we're banning or, or Forex. Or up the fact that while I'm on it, guys, Joey was better than the King. <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, it, it's been a, a tough year in the media landscape, um, and we talked about it off here. People, a lot of people being laid off. 
I understand if you don't want to comment on this, but um, how does Buzz Rothfield keep avoiding the chop? How does Buzz Rothfield? Sorry, how does Buzz what? Sorry. How does Buzz keep avoiding the chop? Oh, well, do you know what? There's only one Buzz Rothfield, it's, um, and you couldn't kill him. Like, if there is true Armageddon, I'm going to cover myself in Buzz Rothfield because he is the ultimate survivor. I, uh, is yeah, is it the what? fact that he's going in every morning at 7 o'clock to get the boss some toilet paper because he gets that extra hour in the, to- in the shops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what, though? Like, he's, he's had his whole career in rugby league, and... He still doesn't miss a beat. He was all over the Todd Greenberg stuff. Um, you know, he just he still breaks so much news. And it look, a lot of it is quite salacious, like just the crazy stuff that goes on in rugby league. Uh, everyone needs a Buzz Rothfield because he just gets down in the trenches. He doesn't he doesn't mind how filthy the yarn is. He doesn't matter how compromised the yarn is. He just gets in there and he does it. So. Are you yeah, saying? I don't know. Are you saying he's the thinking man's Danny Widler? <laughs> <laughs> he could be the Penrith fan crumpet. I don't know. <laughs> or the thinking woman, thinking woman's Josh Masood. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, he'd be doing it tough though with no King Juan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and no spotters. He can't go out and spot people. No one, no one's at Caring Bar Woolies this week. No, uh, <laughs> not at seven in the morning. Just other old people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we'll finish this off with um, a bit of a game, Vonnie. We, we don't play porn star athlete anymore. Um, we're going to play nearest the pin. So basically, Sid's going to ask us a question. Me and you are going to answer. You're playing me. Nearest to the pin with the number. Uh, you're not allowed to go over the number. It'll, it's pretty... Okay. You, it, anyway. Every it'll... week we try and explain it. And it just gets <laughs> it's more worse. and more confusing. <laughs> we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> All right, I'll go to you first, if Vonnie. We do, if we do nail it, I'm going to record it and just play it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just use it as a soundbite. Yeah. So we'll go to you first, Vonnie. How yep. many Twitter followers does Todd Greenberg have? Oh, I need a pen. Oh. You're right there. Um, I'm going to say uh, 25,000. Former wrote down 23,000. Well, I think he's... You're going with 25. Yeah. Do how, you want me to tell you how many? How many you got, Vonnie? I don't know. 20? Oh, yeah, you're about his, about his ballpark. I reckon he's on 20 times the money of me and twice as many followers. So I'll say 23,000. You said 23. Vonnie said 25. It's 25,600. Oh. <laughs> How many followers does Full Credit have? Uh, I have, I oh, know, Full Credit, the boys only has about 3,000, I think. Oh, when you say only, oh, Sid Punts has half that. <laughs> I've got. What do you mean? I got 13 and a half, but I'm starting to block a few. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, eh? Are those porn bots annoying you? <laughs> They're the ones that are still there, Bonnie, to be honest. That's, that's what you get when you purchase followers. But anyway, how many kilometres? Oh, on that, on yeah. that, sorry to derail you, Gab. On that, all of a sudden I realised I've lost my blue tick. Are you serious? Why is that? I've lost my blue tick because I think because I changed my name when I got married. Oh, we have oh, to get yeah. a Twitter campaign going to get that back. Oh, before we finish this, before we finish this um, interview, too, remind me to tell you about our. Um, we're going to try and prank the world this week, but, and you can, oh, you, you, can, you can be involved. Yeah, we're getting you on board. But Love it. Anyway, back to the uh, nearest the pin. How many kilometres? We'll go to you, Vonnie. You got that last one right. How many kilometres from SunCorp Stadium to Seabus Super Stadium? Oh, um, oof. Like 80? 
performer just changed his from 89 down to 69. Uh, <laughs> Dinner for two. Yeah. You said 80, Vonnie. It is 83. Yeah. It's like it's like someone uh, sent you the questions beforehand. Oh, I see what's going on here. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, no, no. no. Oh, no. I didn't. Oh, can you get that script to be nice and early today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. That's actually true. That bit happened. But I did not send it to Vonnie. All right, over to you again, Vonnie. This one took me ages to find the answer. The number of points Queensland have scored in State of oh. Origins. Or, uh, like, of the last 39 years? The, the entirety of the concept. Oh, God. That's really hard. What would, like, an average match be? Like, let's say like, average even... game would be... There's three games. I don't know, 16 points? Three sometimes years. it's 50, sometimes it's 20. two. Um, <laughs> how's your, how's your maths? <laughs> Yeah, how's my math? Like, Can how many games have they up? played anyway? Well, let's say let's say fifteen multiplied by three. What's that? Forty-five. Forty-five multiplied by thirty-five. You're on your own there. <laughs> Don't you have a calculator? <laughs> no. Well, that's about fourteen hundred, maybe. This is brilliant acting. For yeah. You. This is brilliant acting okay, for you, go... considering you got the questions about half an hour ago. <laughs> let's go eighteen hundred points. I'll just say eighteen hundred. 1,800. Former, you've yep. changed yours about four times. Because I have the luxury oh. of hearing yours. <laughs> oh, you changed it after the event. He's gone with 1,810. <laughs> 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 uh, let me have a look. Well, New South Wales have scored 1,836, Ooh. but Queensland oh. have scored 1,940. Yes. Oh, so in controversial well circumstances, done, former. former gets that one. So I've got to answer the next one first, right? Yeah, so we go to you. <laughs> what did you put the first time? Seven. Oh, he, he had four goes at it. He had I 69, that. 750. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd lowball you. I was hoping you'd go way overs. When you started doing the maths, he's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> ooh, that makes sense. He was nowhere near it. Got, got the panics. <laughs> got a wee dot in my undies. All right, this is for you to break even here, former. Go to you first. The current world record for the... 100 meter sprint. Well, it's obviously nine. Nine point what? I've written it down. Ask Bonnie. <laughs> like, isn't it like 9.5 something? Oh, shit. It's got... to two decimal points. What are you I'm going to say? 9.56. 9.56. Former's gone 9.69. There's a theme in your answers. <laughs> <laughs> 9.56 for Vonnie. Usain Bolt holds, holds the record at 9.58. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Although there's a bit of controversy because Britney Spears unofficially That's did right. a 5.97 <laughs> last week. Did you hear about that, Vonnie? No, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's lost her mind, that poor girl. She's claimed she did the 100 metres in... Five point nine seven seconds. She said she couldn't oh break she God. she couldn't break through the seven second barrier, but once she put her mind to it, she found it quite easy. She's lost her mind, that girl. And all the fans just accept it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love I read a tweet the other day. It said, Hey guys, I'm just off to take some edibles and try to work out Britney's Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Vonnie's up three one, but we'll do the last question anyway. We'll go to you, Vonnie. How many episodes of Seinfeld were made? Oh, um, oh gosh. Push. Maybe like... That seems overs to me. 
It is overs. Maybe like, <laughs> oh, you kind of remember them, right? Um, no more than 50. What? Wow. No way. This is eight seasons. Eight seasons. There were, there? No, there were nine seasons, actually. I looked it up. Uh, but, um, how many in a season? It is, it is clever that you went 50. Form has gone 210. Yeah, it's 180. Oh, <laughs> oh, <what was> it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you went over. Pig's ass. So you're out. <laughs> this game sucks. Vonnie wins 4-1. Vonnie, Vossie, I'm getting flogged. You are getting flogged. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't Voss love the merch? Well, oh. the boys' merch. <laughs> Hey, Absolute so, raptures. So what we're going to do this week, this Friday, because we're just all bored out of our brains. I was no, <laughs> I noticed the other day, I rang Sid. I said, have you seen this? It's World Something Day. I can't remember what it was. It was some, some, World Something Day. Hashtag World Something Day. I said, let's invent a day. We'll involve all our listeners. We'll involve as many people as we can and see if we can't get it trending on Twitter. Yep. So oh. this Friday, because we asked you last week, you didn't want to play. It's going to be internet hashtag International What Are You Wearing Day, and we're going to we're going to link it back and say everyone's locked inside. Put up a photo of what you're wearing, and I want it I, the first time we get an American to buy it and say what they're wearing is that when we we will declare victory. <laughs> so we're going to get as many people as possible to get International What Are You Wearing Day. So I'll put you in my first tweet Friday morning, Ronnie. You don't even. Oh, just, I love it. Just whatever you write, just write something. Take you, a photo if you have to. You don't have to pose like Vossy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've got to he say, was committed to the grand. That I, was an amazing, amazing was. photo. I seen that photo and thought, "Geez, the new hangover looks like shit." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, what are you wearing? Yeah, yep. remember Hashtag. that used to be the first like creepy. Remember, like people would prank your house and they'd be like, "What are you wearing?" and then hang up. <laughs> That's what yeah. Former does with every interview. Yeah, First every question, <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> well, Vonnie, mate, thank you once again for joining us for Full Crew, the boys. Obviously, you can find Vonnie, this champion on Twitter and Instagram, Von O'Keefe, no blue tick, or you can see her on Fox where they are doing a great job over there and hopefully, God God willing, the footy will be back 28th of May, mate, and we can all relax just a little. Oh, you know what? And in the interim, I'm just going to move to NRL Ireland. I was so in love with that oh, idea. Oh, how good was Mate, that devastated. idea? Devastated. Devastated we're not doing it. If it was like Survivor where you had to outwit and outplay, who do you reckon would have won that? What player? Oh, do you know what? If James Maloney was still in the oh, NRL, he was. Was. <laughs> Yeah, because he's a hardcore hustler. Like, he would just... <laughs> He just doesn't care. He's that great mix of, like, smart but doesn't give a shit. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely, James Mullen. If we, um, if we had to do it this year, I don't know, like those, like, like a Josh Hodgson seems mm-hmm. pretty clever. Yeah. What do you reckon? Darius. Nothing seems to phase him. <laughs> Except being away from home. That's where he might have fallen down. <laughs> he might fall down at the first hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to leave the house. Oh, no. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I'll vote myself off. Thank you. Well, ben, Benji Marshall's lasted 18,000 years in the rugby league, so a couple of weeks on an island wouldn't phase him, I wouldn't True. reckon. He is a great survivor, Benji. He's a bit of fun, too. Give us, give us his phone number. We'll call him up. Yeah, we're trying to get him on. All right, yeah, Bonnie. I'll you through. All right. We'll, Thank you, we'll boys. You, I appreciate it. Take it easy. Like I said, God willing, 28th of May, we'll all be able to at least relax a little bit and the content will start flowing again. Or at least when there's no social isolating, you can come back down to the uh, full credit to the boys' (laughs) studio.
Oh, the dungeon. I love it. <laughs> do you know people, do you know Neil Breen still goes, mate, is that serious? Did you actually go to the dungeon? I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's, only, it's, it's not the dungeon anymore, by the way. It's the Craig Gower Studios and um, Craig Gower <laughs> Quarantine Studios now. And uh, you, you, you and you and Barney, are Barney, the only, yeah, the only two that have the only turned two up. That have been here, so how good! It's an honour, boys. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you need electrical work done? NDF Electrical provides expert service and advice on a wide range of commercial and residential projects. With over 23 years experience, NDF Electrical have you covered for all your electrical needs from the Gold Coast, Tweedheads, Byron Bay and everywhere in between. For a free quote, go to ndfelectrical.com.au. NDF Electrical. Yes, thank you very much to Yvonne Sampson for joining us. But without further ado, it's time for podcasting's number one segment in all the world. It's time for this. We all want you to go grab a mirror. We're all hoping that you'll change your ways. No message could be any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Yes, thank you very much to NDF Electrical. Uh, it is time for Grab a Mirrors. Uh, you can reply to my tweets uh, on Tuesdays, Tuesdays only, around 7.30, around 3.30. Uh, use the hashtag, hashtag Grab a Mirror, hashtag G-A-M. The number one podcasting segment of all of the lands. In pr- Brought to you by one of the, oh, sorry, the number one electrical company in all of in the lands. In all of the lands. It's and a thanks, good fit. Thanks for the quote on the hydroponics kits, boys. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> good stuff. I didn't know it was extra to get stuff in a roof, but anyway, whatever. I'm going to go first, Sid. Oh, yeah, you go first. Grab a mirror. Well, in these unprecedented times, Sid, Mm -hmm. there's still a few industries that are kicking asses, you would say. None of your shares, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Shithouse paper manufacturers. You love bringing that up, don't you? Past- it's like, like my $50 bet last week that went down. Yeah, two of them. You love um, that. Love it. Shithouse paper manufacturers, still going well. Going well. Pasta makers. Going well. Porn. Going well. Uh, and once you've tried all the different techniques to give yourself a, a hand shandy sit uh, while watching your favourite midget orgy videos, people are now turning to sex toys, both bought and also toys they've made themselves. This is very similar to my grab mirror coming up. Well, their suggestions include mobile phones, mm-hmm. uh, where you can download apps, electronic toothbrushes, and even cucumbers. However, a doctor has warned against using those as a sex toys, Dr. Uh, Fonda Cox, uh, who's a gynecologist, and she said, oh, I've looked at some research. I uh, looked at a lot of things, actually, straight down the barrel. Um, uh, about people making their own sex toys at home during lockdown and using mobile phones, blah, 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 blah. Yep. It's not uncommon. I would not recommend using makeshift sex toys for the risk of infection. Um, but this is where our Grab a, knee, grab a Mirror nominee enters the story, Sid. Tip me. Former virgin stewardess. Annette Loss from Upper Shitterton in the UK decided to break the social distancing guidelines this week to hook up with a bloke she was uh, seeing yep. um, by the name of Mark Skid. Um, now, while they were um, getting intimate, Sid, on the evening in question, Annette descri- uh, described how she was feeling herself, I don't know what that means, and decided to use a butt plug she just bought for a dollar on Wish. Hopefully it had a big flange at the back end of it. She said, it's got a rhinestone. Uh, and it seemed small and innocent enough. Although it was a smooth sailing at first, Annette said that Mark 
then got all excited and was wheeling it around and tugging on it. Now, despite the fact that Annette said it was fine all along, old Skitty insisted he knew what he was doing. That is, until he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> she wrote, it's always the case. She wrote, Mark continues, and in the only appropriate fashion for the bad sitcom that is my life, goes, okay, I know what I'm... And then stops. Uh-oh. He then gasps. It's not what you gasps. want to hear. He looks a little concerned, and then he looks at me. Skitty then confessed that he'd pushed the sex toy a little too far. Oops. She added, I make this fool take me to hospital. I I lived literally a block away, so he drops me off out the front and then gets the fuck out of there <laughs> and then blocks me on all forms of social media. Oh, no. Now, describing in excruciating detail just how the doctor went about removing the sex toy, Annette continued, he has me down on all fours on the bed, knees and elbows. I'm fully on display. He then puts some scope in me and starts doing his thing. Kind of how this all started. Yeah, that's right. Well, the doctor ended up having to rummage around for a few minutes before removing a toy. Ta-da! Um, moral of the story is, she says, don't use butt plugs from Wish. Instead, go to fullcreditoftheboys.bigcartel.com forward slash products and get the latest SID plugs, wide flange butt plug. <laughs> So grab a mirror. Very popular this week. Grab a mirror, Annette Loss, you bejeweled, balloon-knotted beauty. <laughs> and good on you for giving a butt plug a crack. Well, we, we said that as a joke last week, but geez, it's been popular. We're going to have to speak to Mayor Inc. <laughs> get some Sid Punt's uh, heads on some... Uh, wide-flanged. White, definitely wide-flanged <laughs> butt plugs. And that's a trap for young players if you're not using wide-flanged <laughs> butt plugs. Let me tell you. Equal 10. At Lambretta GP1971. Hashtag Grabamira Petrol Companies, you miserable pack of ass clowns. <laughs> For years, you have been gouging the shit out of us because we needed your product. Now it's illegal for most of us to go anywhere. You tempt us to break the law with bargains. Fuck you all. <laughs> I hope you go bust. That's a good point. Equal 10. At K Dust B. K Dust B. Have we had K Dusty before? I don't think so. But uh, he doesn't Welcome miss aboard. doesn't miss with this one. I'll give you the red hot right. tip. Hashtag grab a mirror at Big Sports Brecky. Put them in it. And your poor ratings going further down the toilet. Who would have thought adding at Daily Telegraph, Stooge at Buzz Rothfield, and at Channel 9, PR Germ at Denny Widler, and Jeez, all around put everyone in it. And all around flog at M Clark 23. Was a bad idea. Only decent time all week is when at Von O'Keefe is on. She'd be so happy to be involved in that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Equal 10. You know how I say every week, I'm glad you tag people in it. That one was hard to listen to. (laughs) At Darren McGuinness says, hashtag grab a mirror, Anastasia Palakshuk. Uh, fancy putting origin in jeopardy over the coronavirus. New South Wales finally win a series and your state of two-head inbreds don't want to turn up next year. Hashtag pull your heads in. Hashtag both of them. Can you imagine years ago, the Queensland Premier saying, no, you know what? We're not having origin. Well, They wouldn't it, even wait till the next election. They'd was, lynch her. If it was Bjorki Peterson, he wouldn't have said it that quick. Unbelievable. Sure. <laughs> Equal 10. At... Beard Batman. Hashtag grab a mirror at Sid Punts. Hey, 
for getting the idea of a butt plug shaped like your head <laughs> stuck in my mind. It's better than the alternative. Gives new meaning to having your head up your ass. When will they be in the shop anyway? Hashtag asking for a friend. Hashtag working up to it. We're working on it as we speak. <laughs> Not working on it as much as you seem to be, but we're working on it. Equal 10. Hot ticket item, I'm telling you. At Andy Sieg's. Hashtag grab a mirror Todd Greenberg for not protecting our airline industry adequately. Hashtag fly away, Todd. Hashtag Todd off. Mate, I've said this from the beginning. They should have uh, put some money away for a rainy day, the NRL, for everything. And Virgin should have done the same thing. <laughs> Equal 10. At Beer Boy, 182. Hashtag grab a mirror Pornhub. For three weeks, I've been trying to join your premium content, yet ref- refuse to send me... A confirmation email. Are you too cowardly to let this seasoned veteran into the high rollers room of your site? This is more weak than when the casino band Rain Man hashtag let them let the man premium pull. To which has he has he been rejected? To which Ad Benny James said, "Check your spam bowl, spam folder. It'll be in there." <laughs> Not that I would know. Speaking from experience, equal ten at Ms underscore Matt. Good friend of the show. Yep. She's working on butt plugs for us as we speak. (laughs) Jeez, I'm glad you finished that sentence. (laughs) Um, Grab a mirror. People who are now doing their weddings on Zoom so guests can still share in their special day. Oh, I didn't know this was a thing. Nor did I. Even from the comfort of my own home in my PJs, I still would want to attend your stupid wedding. Hashtag on Zoom, your bitter divorce though. Hashtag at least that would be interesting. (laughs) To which whole Kiwi wrote... Anyone who invites me to a Zoom wedding will be permanently removed from my life. I'd, I'd attend and I'd just walk past the camera in the nude. <laughs> See how soon I get ejected from that wedding. <laughs> Not the first wedding I've been ejected from. Nude. Nine. Hey, we're on to number nine. At efficient, Hopefully. At efficient, not lazy. Talk about putting some people in a, in a tweet. Oh, here we go. Hashtag grab a mirror at Daily Telegraph and at Channel 9. Mm-hmm. Journalists. Congratulations, your bitter campaign to oust at Todd underscore Greenberg succeeded. Now get the circle jerk over with and maybe support the next at NRL CEO and at Fox NRL, you might have to clean the spunk from under Kenton Buzz's desk. Jeez, he didn't miss. What's that mean? Eat. At Sparty Talkback. Very lucky to get in, didn't use the hashtag, but whatever. Oh, Controversial. Just because he's a mate of yours. I nominate myself, former, he says, for deciding to undertake a laundry slash bathroom renovation at home and thinking that after 30 years in the building industry, I'd know a little bit bit more about building than my wife. Apparently, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I actually need a new toilet put in. Sparty, can you come around and... Can you put an air conditioner in a studio? Jeez, that'd be handy. Yeah, that'd be good too. But yeah... So former doesn't have to use my ensuite anymore. Can we get a downstairs toilet? Well, that'll be Call your me toilet. Sparty. That'll, be, oh, your that'll toilet. be my toilet, will it? Yeah, great. Seven. At Mark Johnson 2430. Hashtag grab a mirror. Actually put at grab a mirror. I don't know who got that. Um, Todd Greenberg and have a good hard look at yourself. What do you fucking see? There you were, life was great and the NRL adored you. And then you had to go and try and grow that fucking beard. You, you picked this, <laughs> didn't you? you? You said it. I'm thinking Dad said shave. Uh, should have listened to him, Todd. I want to look who at Grab a Mirror is on Twitter. <laughs> Click on that link. I want to see if they're friends of the show. Six. 
at Massive Loser Guy. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. Hashtag grab a mirror at Sid Punts. Hey, you should be hard on yourself, you loser guy. For getting me addicted to Belarus soccer. Oh, no, that's okay. Like I needed another excuse in these times to watch Slutsk. <laughs> Hashtag isolation. Hashtag I love the Slutsk. Yeah, I'll take it all back. I like that guy. Five. At Juan Farkor. Hashtag grab a mirror, Australian Rugby Union. When the only high-profile person currently on the payroll in your game is a shit CEO, then you are in worse shape than the folks with the Virgin Travel Credit, which is me. It's just you, former. Fuck, fuck you, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that piss you off? Oh, no, it doesn't piss me off. It's great. I googled receivership Sucked to in. see what that means for a creditor. Not great, I can tell you. <laughs> Hashtag. It's the one time you don't want to be a creditor. Someone said, oh, you can cash it in this week. Where are the fucking fly this week, you idiots? <laughs> Suck shit. Hashtag name a Yornion rep player. You under 30 without Googling. Hashtag worse than Saints. Hashtag worse than Todd. Hashtag talk other games down. Nice one. Four. At Brick Carton. Hashtag grab a mirror. Social distancing and the no handshake rules. You magnificent bastards. Now when I shake someone's hand, I don't need to worry about whether they were catching cobwebs that morning. <laughs> Hashtag 1.5 metres away, please. Hashtag Spider-Man. Hashtag maybe it was just me. <laughs> Very good. Can I have a go now? Yeah, I like yours. They're always original. Go. Well, we really should have compared notes before we walked into the Craig Gower pandemic studios because uh, mine is very similar. Grab a mirror, all you horny housebound women out there. Due to this unprecedented pandemic former, People are jerking off more than ever, which is unbelievably a high amount for you. <laughs> I was going to say, but it's... I'm, I'm batting around average <laughs> when I say batting. <laughs> but it's, this uh, pandemic has prompted a New York Post article that reads, lockdown sex with household objects doesn't have to be dangerous, doctors say. If only your bird, whatever her name was... <laughs> Annette Loss. Annette Loss could have read the uh, New York Post... She would have learned about this. This is solid advice. According to online research mm -hmm. by OnBuy, there were over 23,000 Google searches. What in was that the website? OnBuy. Oh, OnBuy Curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different site. <laughs> but OnBuy. Don't Google that. <laughs> on if you do, use a white fledge. <laughs> OnBuy reports. There were over 23,000 Google searches in the UK alone last month searching the term homemade sex toys mm. with nothing else to do than to tickle the clam <laughs> and worried about getting sex toys delivered when everyone is home. Women are taking it upon themselves to make homemade mock cocks <laughs> out of regular household items. Dr. Harry Beaver, a gynecologist from Minge Lane, Worcestershire in the UK, I'm not sure that's how you pronounce Worcestershire. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Uh, Dr. Harry Beaver says, there should be no shame in smashing up regular items found around the house to get off, such as cucumbers, mm. electric toothbrushes, or candles. Gwyneth Paltrow swears by a good vag-smelling candle. But the good doctor... That's how she makes them smell. <laughs> the good doctor advises putting a condom over items is best so that no parts get lost from the mothership. That's a good idea. <laughs> and disappear into your cavernous vag, if you know what I'm saying. So this solid piece of advice led me to look up the top household items 
women uses sex toys. And I made sure I clicked on the images for all of these as well. Here is a list. I want someone to go through your search history. God damn it. So God, bad. I'd be arrested so straight away. And it's just research for the show. But here is a list of my, things that women use. My free cams. At my home. Free cams. That was your fault, the Savo. But anyway, women love to use shower heads, vegetables, hair brushes, wine bottles. Which end of the hairbrush would. Okay, don't worry. Not sure. Not the white end. Wine bottles, remote controls, and toilet plungers. Now, even celebrities are getting involved in, involved oh. in this trend. Ricky Gervais once famously said he used his Golden Globe as a butt plug. <laughs> Richard Gere allegedly used small rodents that he found running around the house. Not sure how that worked. And Kim Kardashian, well, well. <laughs> Kim Kardashian is quite partial to using her 40-litre fire extinguisher. Jeez. So grab a mirror, horny ladies. And shove that up there too if you want. Don't be shy. <laughs> Enjoy your isolation time. Remember. But, oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to give a remember. Know that once you've gone from using the Xbox controller to the whole console, it might be time to have a break. Or a re-sleeve. <laughs> Three. Not you always fight. take it too far, don't Not you? my finest moment. Um, at Brick Carton. Hashtag grab Two entries. Hashtag grab a mirror at Todd Greenberg. Now that you're looking for a new job, maybe you can get Greg Inglis to write your character reference. Hashtag put him in it. Hashtag not his go. Two. That's a, another job for Todd. Besides the Oatly wet markets, write <laughs> references for people. At Ryan Seagull. Grab a mirror, my old schoolmate, Todd Greenberg. I'm working about 15 hours a week at the airport and about to get topped up by JobKeeper allowances, sorry, payments, while you are unemployed. I always knew I'd come out on top. <laughs> well done. One. What be that this week? At Wim4YY92. No idea. Hashtag grab a mirror. Drivers having accidents in these unprecedented times. There's roughly three cars on the road. How the fuck did you manage to run into one? Hashtag open your eyes. Hashtag hand in your license. What about running into four of them worth $150,000? What a chip. We all want you to go grab a mirror. We're all hoping that you'll change your ways. No message to be any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Yes, and thank you to the boys from NDF Electrical for sponsoring Grab a Mirror, the greatest segment on podcasting earth. But let's do this. Um, well, there's no uh, round to preview, Sid, but of course... No, there is not, in unfortunately. This, in this little gap in the uh, schedule, we still like to talk to a bloke who's, well, he's the statistician magician. He's the stat man. He's a stat man. 
man. Andrew Ferguson from RugbyLeagueProject.org or from Fergo and the Freak Podcast. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. Is it Andrew RLP on Twitter? Andrew, welcome to the show, mate. And how's things been travelling? That's correct. Yeah, mate, things are uh, flat out of my end. It's all going good. And you've good been um, keeping the country ticking over, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm making sure everyone's getting fed. <laughs> uh, making sure they get their their uh, toilet paper delivered to the houses. He's still doing God's work. Still no sign, mate. Yeah. I've got to be honest. No sign whatsoever of the old shit tickets. Um, <laughs> brother, We like we said, we've got no round to preview, but um, let's do some stats. And we've given you, or you've given us a topic, and today's topic is Moses. That's all you'd tell us. What's the story? Yeah, it's the uh, most successful Australian rugby league players with the surname Moses. <laughs> Very good. Well, right well, up your alley, I would imagine. I've heard this. <laughs> I've, I've heard this six. <laughs> I've, I've been studying this one for a while. <laughs> All and, right. And how many is there? Well, there's, there's. I've got a. I've got a top five. Oh, good. Okay, no worries. Well, well let me hit the number, and you can kick off with uh, number five. Five. Number five, we've got Bob Moses, who played over 100 games for South in their last golden era of the late 60s before moving to Manly when they began their first era of domination in the early 70s and scored back-to-back premierships in 1967 and 1968. How so many games did he play? 111 for South. And two premierships. Two premierships, very good. Solid start. But who's got number four? Number four, we've got Ron Moses, who played 23 games for the mighty Balmain Tigers <laughs> and... Uh, also represented the mighty Riverina side of 1955, played in Balmain's losing grand final team to that uh, St. George side in 1956 that went on to win 11 titles. Yeah, fuck them too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> three. Number three, we've got Vic Moses. He played just four games for South in uh, 32 and 1934, uh, playing mostly as a backup. Um, managed to uh, score 50% success rate with all the games that he played there. <laughs> Four games, he'd make a good uh, NRL coach. We've covered off on that earlier. If he was number... Yeah, yeah, oh, geez. I don't know why he didn't go that, down that path. Yeah. <laughs> if he was number three, I wonder who's number two. Number two, we've got John Moses, who also played four games for the Roosters in 1993. Um, had a big win on debut, backed it up with another win the week after. Um, his career tailed off a bit. And, you know, he still ended up winning 50% of his games, though. <laughs> Good, solid career. Four games more than I played. Well, that leaves us with the number one. I think we can all agree we know who it is. Here it is. One. Mitchell Moses, because he's the only other player with Moses as a surname. <laughs> oh, disappointed me. Couldn't you get Moses and Boy in or something? Surely there's a technicality. Well, Moses and Boy. What, what did you get him in on, mate? What were the stats that got him over the line, would you think? He's played more than four first-grade games. That's a start. <laughs> yeah. He's played more games than nearly the other four players combined. Exactly, um, and he's still, and he's the only one of those five that hasn't ha- hasn't won at least fifty percent of his games. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Interesting, um, <laughs> and I think think those other guys have got more teammates that like him too. So, <laughs> but always yeah. welcome on the show, Mitch. Always welcome <laughs> on the show. I love Mitch Moses. Uh, don't forget, of course, you can go to rugbyleague.org and uh, Andrew has a... Rugbyleagueproject.org. Pa- sorry, rugbyleagueproject.org. There's a Patreon there. Please subscribe. Give him a hand. Get the um, Keep the site ticking over, mate. And the podcast, where can our listeners listen to Fergo and the Freak podcast? Oh, everywhere, mate. Same place they can go and find um, the magnificent Full Credit to the Boys podcast. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> We're on uh, two SER. Yeah, two SER this week. Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll have words with them. We'll get our people in touch with them. Yeah. I'm sure they'll say no to us. Community radio. We're doing midnight to dawns. You can do the <laughs> you can do the five to six hour if you'd like. That's the other time of my schedule. I'm away. Uh, I'm available nowadays. So. Uh... Mate, uh, like we said, it's it's good to catch up with you. I'm glad things are going well. Just stay busy, but also stay safe. And we thank you, all Australians. Thank you. You're one of the the few good men. We will speak to you again next week. Yes. <laughs> All right, we go out of that segment, Sid, and into this. If you want to have a rough punt, then listen to this bloke, Sid Punt. Yes, it's Sid's rough punt time. Brought to you by Bluebet. Bet Australian. Bet with Bluey at bluebet.com.au. Download the app today. Hello to Colin and the boys down there. But Sid... You've become a bit of a soccer specialist. You're a two from four men, basically, but whatever. Yeah. Um, what do you got this week? Mate, we're going Belarusian soccer again, but... Why wouldn't you? Jeez, last week. Gorodea. They're, They're the you. bane of my existence. <laughs> so uh, they, they got up at like six bucks last week. Killed you. Unbelievable. But that was the only leg I missed, I think. Don't go fact check that. <laughs> but I was close. But we're hitting it up again, the Belarusian, or someone said it's Belarusian. I don't know. It's soccer. It's the only thing you can bet on at the moment. No, thanks, it's not. Thanks to Blue Bet. There's table tennis, there's darts, but yeah. they're all on today. We can't bet on them today. Nah. Maybe next week we'll uh, explore some other sports. But uh, Belarusian oh, soccer. Yeah, there's Taiwanese baseball. Yeah, and you're yeah, a specialist yeah. there. We're filthy that we can't uh, bet on that. Back the lines uh, if you it's playing tonight. Um, so we're going Belarusian soccer. That's how I like to pronounce it, and that's how it is supposed to be pronounced. So Dynamo Minsk. Yes. They're $1.90 against FC George Smilovich, $4. Smolovich? I'm not sure, but they're, four, they're $4. I've had a lot of success on the Dynamo Minsk, so I'm going them at $1.90. Then Newman Grodno, pretty sure that's not how you pronounce that, <laughs> Neiman Grodno, $2.25 versus Energetic with a K, $3. I'm going the draw there at $3. So Dynamo Minsk, then a draw. Gutsy. Yeah. We've got Dynamo Brest, one of my favorite teams. But this week they're up against FC Soligorsk. Uh, Dynamo Brest, $2.10. Soligorsk, $3.20. I actually like the draw there at $3.20. So get on that. And your team... Your favourite team and my favourite team and most of Australia now are getting beside behind <laughs> FC Slutsk. They're a dollar seventy-two against Babushka Babushka <laughs> or whatever. Four dollars thirty-three. So I'm going the Slutsk at a dollar seventy-two. Uh, so Minsk and Slutsk and two draws. I'm steering well clear of Gorodaya, <laughs> but that's a rough punt. Thanks to Bluebet.com.au is paying $30.21. So the good people at Bluebet have given us 50 bucks yet again this week. I'm not using my own 50. <laughs> like I made that fat-fingered mistake last week. $30.21. So it'll be 1500 bucks goes to Men of League if that gets up, and I'm pretty sure it will. Anything more to say about that? Bet with Bluebet. Bet Australian. Bet with Bluey. Or download the app today. Rough punt, then 
listen to this bloke said punk. And to finish the show off, let's do this. Drop the sack, open the sack, empty the sack. The boy sack. It's boy sack, mail and feedback time said. Now, let's do some uh, iTunes reviews because we yeah, haven't we've done some. A, we've had a few. Um, Thank you very much. We've had a few there. Do you, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, this is from, hmm, well, this is entitled, Like the Added Opinion Pieces. Five stars. Thank you very much. From seven underscore PK. That's who it's from. Uh, Paul Kent. Adding the opinion pieces will work well within the dick jokes. You, you guys, your guys' opinion within the game has more credibility than you think. Well, I want to hope so. <laughs> uh, great listen. Hopefully hear more views from you guys. Adds to the show. Cheers. Thank you very much. We weren't sure how people would take them. We, we don't have any opinion on anything this week, so we didn't do one. But uh, listen right till the end. There'll the, be nothing there, but just listen right till the end. The next five-star review comes from Complete Shite, uh, and it says, Favourite Pody. Um, the best day of the week is when these two lunatics deliver what is the best podcast around. You'll giggle your guts out and occasionally even saw your strides, like at a Newcastle nightclub, laughing along with former and Sid. I'd root him. Thank you very much. Complete shite. That was complete shite. This one comes from Keithrow, and it's entitled Loose Units Make Good Five Stars. And he just says, refer to the top. Loose Units Make Good. And Thank you very much, Keithrow. Final one comes from Rich19P that says, too funny, five stars. Takes about three hours to get through an episode re-listening to the crude humour and jokes. <laughs> Outstanding. Boys are a great laugh and an easy listen. Thank you very much, Thank you very Richie. much to all those people. You're very, very kind. Now, Sid, uh, don't forget our hashtag, Friday. It's happening. Absolutely excited um, about this. Friday and Friday morning only. What are you wearing <laughs> day? Hashtag, what are you wearing day? Uh, We're going to pretend like it's a thing. Yep. We're trying to get a Wikipedia entry happening. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, Keep it people on the behind the scenes have been working on that. <laughs> so we're trying to get that to happen as well. But what are you wearing day? Use the hashtag. Tell as many people as you want. Tell them it's a G up. We don't mind. So get on there. We're trying to suck a whole country into <laughs> <laughs> Get on there and tweet what you're wearing. Put a photo of you wearing whatever. We don't care. Yep. And then put hashtag what are you wearing day or hashtag international what are you wearing day. I don't think it matters. Um, did you want to talk about the panic buying that's occurring out there? Well, we warned you all last week, and uh, it's gone gangbusters. People have been panic buying membership packs all week, and it is actually to the point where nearly run out. Coles, so get on there. Coles, Bunnings, Woolies, and Kmart I went to today, no membership packs. Not one. Shelves are empty. Yep. Um, anything else? We, have a, we might have a guest next week, uh, a player from not too long ago, It'll be very interesting if we can get him yeah, on board. Yeah, let's hope so. We'll get somebody. Yeah, we'll get somebody. Hopefully. Mate, um, before we go, and the rhymes makes me wealthy. And the funky bunch helped me. To bring you a show with no, no intoxication. Come on, feel the vibration. Good night. Good night. Am I going to see some action, baby? Am I going to see some action? Baby, am I gonna see some action? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? 
What are you wearing? I gotta know what you're doing with me.